One, two, one, two. You now rocking with the No Vultures podcast. You got me, myself, Lord Rab. You got Corner Barber in front of me. What's up? You got OG Cleek to the left of me. What up, man? And today, we got a very, 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 very special guest. A legend. Uh, a legend. Put some more berries yeah, fuck, on that, man. Fuck, 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 fuck the berry. A legend. <laughs> a legend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, uh, this man has produced some of your favorite songs. I know some of my favorite songs. Man, Gotta be your favorite songs. Definitely mine. You know what I'm saying? From songs people don't even know it's their favorite songs. Man, I, I mean from Smile with the late, great Tupac. Man. And we on, Biggie, on Biggie's birthday. We talking about the late, great Tupac on Smile. Yes. Scarface actually had to go back. I know this much, and put Biggie's name on the song, right? Remember that? Yeah. Sir. This man has produced "I Got Five on it, and this song will live forever. We all know that. It's just it's like Mary Jane by Rick James. You know what I'm saying? This shit is like one of the greatest songs ever. Fuck weed song. <laughs> song. The greatest weed song. Ever. But it is the greatest weed song ever, right? For real. We got the legendary Tone Capone in this motherfucker tonight, man. What's up? What's up? What's happening, man? What's happening, man? Man, it's good to have you on No Vultures. And and I like to get a No Vultures spiel uh, to everybody, you know, and that's that we trying to preserve the culture. You know, uh, we starting off in-home. We going to go worldwide with this shit. We starting off in-home and we just organically reaching out to people that's reachable because we feel like it's a a lack in... uh, you know, history being written, it was been written, but not looked over again and revisited, you know, and not being pushed to the top of, in this Bay Area shit and the shit that we've done and the shit that's so legendary, the shit that we created. So, and other than uh, some type of beef or two young niggas getting into it and getting ready to kill each other, because we know in the Bay Area, we can't rap beef, right? We all know that, right? So, um... <clears throat> How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm glad to be here, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we got a lot of excitement going right now. This new Looney's, uh, this new Looney song in the movie, you know, shit's going crazy, you know, a lot, heard, of, people been, a lot of people been at me, you know, it's, it's a positive movement right now, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um... <clears throat> Let's kind of let's kind of we 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 gotta go we got a, a lot to cover in a little time so I want to kind of go over some of this shit man. Where's Tone Capone from? Tone Capone was born in Berkeley, California. Berkeley, California. What's up? Berkeley, up? California. West Berkeley. West Berkeley. West Berkeley. Berkeley stand up. Mm-hmm. A legend yeah. was born in your city. Another yeah. legend. Have a side back West then. Berkeley. This side, that side of Berkeley. They called that the waterfront. The waterfront. Yeah. I'm familiar with the waterfront. So, 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 what was your what was your upbringing like? Was it what era we talking? We talking? Man, he- I, you know, I was, I was raised in the '70s, man. You know, right. I've seen it. You know, I've seen it all in the '70s. I saw the A's and when they was winning World Series. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um. I saw a lot of the black exploitation movies when they came out in the theater. You know uh, right, mm. right, right. So yeah, you was at the OG theaters in Oakland. Yeah, uh, well, sure. So theater. so we talk, Rocks. we talking, we, talk, we talking pimping, hoeing. All that. We talking heroin. All that, man. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. All that was going down. Right, right. So 
in 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 this time, what what music is like the soundtrack to your life at this time? Bro, you can oh, put that man, back where you know, it was. I was a radio put it back where it was. When I was young, you know what I'm saying? I was a radio junkie, and I remember. Uh, Shit. You could go ahead. We still got you. Okay, yeah, I remember, um, you know, that time of my life, you know, I was listening to a lot of Parliament. You know, I had an uncle that was playing a lot of music, you know. Yeah. A lot of Johnny Guitar Watson, you know what I'm saying, Confunction. You know, I was hearing it all. Yeah, yeah. So, I was hearing it all. So, and is it, are we talking about, like, in the 70s? 70s through the late, you know, through the early and late 70s through the early 80s, everything. Late 70s through, through the early 80s. So, so when we say that this is Tom Capone's influence, definitely that's where I got my um, my my drive to do music. Definitely. So now we're talking about the funk. So you grew up, you grew up in the funk. The funk. A lot of Oakland producers, Bay Area, uh, San Francisco, you know, Berkeley and so on, grew up in the funk. So for these youngsters, because they hear the OGs say it a lot, what exactly is the funk? The funk is, well, you know, just from what I describe as the funk, the funk is funny. The funk is fun. You know, Parliament. The funk is rock. The funk is soul. The funk is all that. It's R and B. It's everything. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's all mixed up. With the, it has no rules. Right. With the, so with the costumes, the wild feathers. Oh, that's the, just the accessory to the funk. To the, to the funk. funk. Yeah, that's yeah. the accessory. To the funk is what's coming like out. George Clinton helped that's make what's coming George out, of, out of that bass music. Yeah, like right. Pootsie, he pure right. funk. Pure funk. James Brown was pure funk. Pure funk. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of that, the horns they had, you know, a lot of that was what made the shit just ridiculously funk. So at this time, was was your what were you starting to well a lot of people was was when you got to the late seventies, early eighties and the breaking and the uh and all this shit, when it came down to that, was you producing? Or was you was DJing like everybody else? DJing, but yeah. you know, for for the earlier years, like when I was like 10, 11, you know, I was just just getting into the music. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. learning about the music. Mm -hmm. I remember having the Radio Shack Blue, uh, <laughs> the eight track, yeah. the portable eight track. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And having the motherfucking uh, Isley Brothers going and the. Uh, Clones of Dr. Funkenstein album. Right, you know what I'm right, saying? Like right. Like 10 years old. Right. Is that right? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Listening to that crazy shit, like, you know, that was unheard of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, so that's how I got into just really listening to it back then. Okay. And then as time went on, you know what I'm saying? I got a little settlement on some money, and the first thing I wanted to buy was some turntables and a mixer. Uh, this was as a young teenager? Yeah. Uh, Is that right? Yeah. The first day, uh, as soon as I got that little bit of money, I went to Pacific Stereo in Berkeley. Yeah. Hell no, they've been around for years. Hell yeah. Years. I yeah. went to Pacific Stereo, but I didn't buy, I bought some two techniques. They wasn't 1200s. Right. But they was some like 
B-235s or some shit like that. Man. Right. I bought them first. Right. So before you even bought that equipment, what kind of ways were you trying to make your music that led you up to wanting to know that you want to get your music equipment? Well, it was just, I was hearing stuff on the radio, and it's just, I started collecting records. Hmm. Okay. I started going to, you know, the... Um, the spots in Berkeley, the Leopolds, and you know, started buying records and stuff. You know, the yeah. T.Y. Uzi's. T.Y. Uzi's. You know, we started going up in them. And places. now that you say T.Y. Uzi's, because it wasn't the mechanics uh, hitters on the payroll or the last interview, I, I like to keep reiterating this because I want us to go back to this to our black excellence. T.Y. Uzi was black owned, am I That's correct? Right. That's so right. we need to make sure that we talk about that. Oh, for you sure. You know what I'm saying? For because sure. he was part of Oakland. Yeah, every people will talk about VIP records in Long Beach, or they'll talk about whatever. That's all uh, new stuff. Uh, uh, what's the name them in Chicago? And that's new. You know what I'm saying? But we had our own thing too. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? We had Leopold's, we had T. Rose, you know, and there was some other places too in the city. Right. There was a place called Bobby G's. Bobby G's. You know, in the, the city. Yes, yeah, where everybody got their shit from. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So when you uh. When you get these, so you used to, uh, in, and a lot of dudes 45s on forty fives. I was about to say that was they twelves, was they forty fives? Forty fives. So, so, because a lot of niggas think this is an East Coast thing. You was digging in the crates already. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Digging in the crates. Digging in the crates, and then and, and, and once I started. Figuring out, you know, okay, the DJing is fun, and then one day I just decided, you know, I'm gonna buy me a drum machine. Yeah. Yeah. And the first drum machine I got was, it wasn't an 808. It wasn't an 808. No, it was a Roland 707. Okay. <laughs> right? And it wasn't an 808. Okay. So it was a Roland. Okay. It was my first introduction to making beats. Ah. Uh. So. That's what got me into it. And then I then I bought an eight oh eight. Okay. So when you bought the eight oh eight, what albums is out? Like what's man. what's going on at the what time? Was going on, man. The shit we was rocking. I'm gonna tell you one of the main beats I remember I was fucking with because I was mixing the shit out of it on with the eight oh eight. Dollar Freak. Mm. Dollar Freak? Yeah, right there across the street from Bushrod motherfucking party. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Me North and my Coast. nephew shared a room, you know what I'm saying? And then when my sister would leave, I had a ranch turntable. Uh. I'd go hook up my 808, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Took the 808 and spin the record, and so I started learning how to get the shit on beat. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, Cool. And that's where that started at. Mm. So you were a young teenager by then? Playing with it. Yeah. 14? With Playing with it. Junior yeah. high. Junior like high. Probably getting ready to go to Berkeley High. You know okay. what I'm saying? I was at West Campus. So who was the first person you produced for? Well, you know, there was a couple of people that I ran across. To, it was kind of like my practice days. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then I think my first... Experience producing somebody was this dude, J.H. the Master. And okay. he had been signed to uh, Egyptian Lover on this record label called Get Large. Get Large. It was on Egyptian Empire. Okay. 
So he was from uh, North Carolina and he had a little clique. You know, uh, I met him and uh, he basically handed over. He was doing his own beats and he just basically met me and he handed over the reins and let me start doing the beats and he just stuck to the rapping. Okay. So I started working with him for a while and, I, and in that time, I ran into this dude named uh, uh, TMD. Uh, this is before or after 808? Yeah, TMD. After the 808. This is after the 808. after that. Okay. TMD, man. My boy TMD uh, from Capital Tax. Capital uh, Tax, man. I started Shout working with him, right? Yeah. yeah. So now I'm working with them two groups and his partner, Father Don. Yeah. And he was at T-Cap Productions with Dangerous Dame. They all had their little clique over there. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> I was working with uh, those two, and we got a deal at MCA. Damn. So, what was the process of getting a deal working with TMD and Capital Tax? Well, we had a manager, and he knew a lot of people. He was an older dude. Okay. And he had a lot of plug with the older people, but yeah, there was a new group of A&R and stuff in there. Mm -hmm. I remember because it was, you know, it was almost like a little bit of a struggle because I saw how, you know, a lot of the people that were A&R at the time were young black men at the time that were young. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was a white, older Jewish guy. Okay. Okay. So, you know... I could see that there was a struggle sometimes too between yeah. those two. You know what I mean? Him being older and him having to kind of go to the young black man. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. I saw that. Especially but we ended yeah. up getting a deal. You know, yeah. after you know, he I saw a few people come through. Man, I, I saw like the day Tupac got signed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Tom Wally came to visit us, and he told us that day. He said, "Yeah, I just signed Tupac." Wow. Mm. Mm. You feel me? Yeah. So I saw a few dope A and R dudes that was like major factors, but you know, they all pretty much left and you know had a good story. Sounded like they wanted to sign us, but you know we never heard from them. Or they, they, nothing just went right. Nothing know, transpired. Yeah. Industry, industry talk. Yeah. So so what ended up happening, man, is we got a hold of this dude named Raul Roach. Who was he was at Mercury man signing all the raw shit and we kind of already had like we knew he was raw okay and he was like signing Diamond D and yeah and, and Brand Newbie in and I'm like right they had an ear on him you know what right I mean? right so he went to MCA and we were like okay that's our new A and R dude you know what I mean Cause yeah because they was going through some shit but he didn't you know get along with the older dude that was over him and you know that ended up getting fucked up right and then he lost his job okay. so that was our guy yeah. right yeah. Go -to. yeah that was our go-to guy that was the guy that was gonna get us what we needed whatever we wanted in that deal right yeah. he's gone now uh, everything fun. so that kind of just put a damper on that whole deal uh, you know, wow. yeah, we got some so money with, out of it and all that this still young team this still teenage oh, you went over to say I was probably this was 1992 so I was about oh, yeah. 25 down by 92. so did the, the by 92 you already had, had your group wasn't that the group you had the surf from seas yeah the surf from seas the Surf and Seas was a little thing that happened in uh, 
1980, the end of 86, I met a dude that uh, I worked with, and he was telling he was telling me he was putting together a group. And it just happened to be this group called the Surfing Seas. Okay. So it started out with me just, they wanted me to do some scratches. Okay. Right, and I went and did some scratches for them. They paid me or whatever, and then they just started, it was like, man, we need to put a, put together a group to, to satisfy the label, so they, they want a group. So the first thing, you know, after I scratched, you know, they was like, hey, you know, what do you think about joining the group? Mm. You know, at that point, you know, I'm, you know, I'm young, man. I'm like, yeah, it sounds good. It sounds fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I get to do hip-hop, you know, going so tour and scratch, like you know, right. seeing, you know, the major <clears throat> record label profile records. Right. Sounds good to me. You know and I'm who's saying? on profile? That's uh, Red That's DMC, right, at DMC at the time. Yeah, like, I think. Uh, oh man, what is that dude's name? MLZ. I think he was on there too. Uh, Special Ed and Dana Dane. Was okay. There, you know what I'm saying? So at that time they were like groups. competing with not competing, but with Jive, right? They were oh, like on the same. Jive, yeah, Jive, Jive wasn't doing as much. Jive was really on R and B back. Mm. They had like Jonathan Butler and, and then I think I forgot the other dude's name, but he sang Caribbean Queen, Gregory. Yeah, or Ocean, Gregory. Some Greg, Ocean. Billy Ocean. Billy Ocean. Billy Ocean. Billy Ocean. Yeah, so that was their, you know, that was their big thing that had them going. It was, they had nothing but like South American yeah. R&B acts. Right, right. So then they came over and you know, I think they snatched up short at some point. Snatched up short. It was yeah. like their first yeah. rapper. Yeah, for sure. Maybe uh, shorten somebody else. Schoolie D. Schoolie maybe. D. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, I don't know if Cool G Rap was on Jai. No, he wasn't. On he Jai. wasn't on Jai. Um, so after after the deal with uh, Capital Tax, um, so started, did you have I started getting a little bit of work though? So did you have a lot of placements? But because like what? Because like 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 now. The way the youngsters produce is, you know, I mean, you know, they, they just get out there and it's an internet thing. It's almost like a free alley-oop. You do one good thing, right? But you working your ass off, DJing, learning your craft, honing your craft, perfecting your craft, and putting in all this work. How, how does the placement start happening? Like, how do people start contacting you? Is it a management well, thing? You know, it's a management thing sometimes. Otherwise... You know, it's like you, if you're out there getting work and you're doing work, then that's building you up. Mm -hmm. or it's building your momentum. Mm -hmm. Now, at that time, I had those, um, at those, at that time, I had, a, um, was doing the capital tax stuff. They asked me to do a couple of remixes, right? There was one of them that was for Dr. Ice. He was on MCA, and the other one was for Eric B and Rakim. And that was um, Casualties of War. Casualties of War, the version that I really liked, and wouldn't have had no it idea. All, it was kind of jazzy. Like when I listen to it now, it was kind of jazzy. You know what I'm saying? But it was a um, at that time that was a flavor in the in the game because me studying hip hop the way I do. And growing with hip hop, hip hop is like a family member, you know, to all of us, right? Right. Um, the sonics of music people don't like to pay attention to it and which is which would make longevity how when you look at your discography it goes all of those years because of 
you being able to keep you staying true to your sound, but staying true to the sonics of what's going on at the time too, right? Yeah, sure, that, sure. That's kind of a hard thing to do. Yeah, well, one of the things, you know, I had some little tricks that I, you know, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys know because I want to hear music get better. You know right, okay. And, let us see, yeah. let us in on this No Vulture exclusive. One of the things that I'm going to tell you guys is that when I was sampling, you know, people wonder, like, oh, man, some of your stuff sounded really good. And I'm like, how do you get it to sound like that? And I'm like, well, I always sampled from records. Mm, I heard that before. I heard that. A I actual record. I my samples from records, and I noticed a lot of people, they sample from YouTube, yeah. and they sample from CD, and you know, they don't realize, like, you don't get the same frequencies as you would get if you sampled it from a record. So is this an analog thing? It's a very analog thing. <laughs> but before YouTube and CDs, it wasn't, it was only records. Well, so. To this day, I still only sample off records. Yeah. That's like a, some so DJ Premier yeah. shit. Yeah. So you you just keep your I might be using the sampler in the computer, but it's still off record. It's still off a record. You wouldn't have yeah. got the sound off a record. Off record, nope. Because I like how the chunkiness of the record, the sound is from the needle. Yeah. And the needle like amplifies it and gives it a yeah. deep, dirty, needle <coughs> sound. That's right. It it's funky. So, so, so with the technology, <coughs> you embrace it though. Oh, for sure. You embrace it. I got my eye on the needle right now that costs thirteen hundred. Huh? Just a needle. Just a needle. Damn. But that's still old school, and I, I mean, but what I'm saying is, but you will put your sample in the computer. Yeah, that's right. So, and I don't even sample that much no more. <coughs> okay. Why is it? Because of the clearances? Like, are the clearances nowadays trickier than the clearances back in the yeah, day? That's what it is. It's just out of habit now because of those days. Yeah. Because those days they was charging you up the up ass. Up the ass. So I started, you know, that's where, like, the idea. Well, I'm going to just take this opportunity. Playing five when it came from, you know. I was, I was about to transition right there. I'm going to take that. this opportunity because, first, before we get into I Got Five on it itself, I want you to kind of break down like one before all of this information was just on Google a long time ago I read everything you need to know about the music business by I forget the dude's name Christine whatever is that he just broke down all of these royalties mechanical royalties all that so let the people know the breakdowns of a song and is it still the same as far as producers go and all of that how, how does okay. that work well you know when you do a song, you got writers. You got a person that's programming the music and making the music. He's a writer too. Everybody's writers. You got a producer. Producer might not write shit. He might write not write a damn thing. He might mm -hmm. just be there to coach the production along. Right. And that's it. Yeah. You might have a beat maker. You might have a, a dude doing the lyrics, and they might be totally So let's separate. let's let's dig a little deeper into that right there, because Puff Daddy said that, DJ Khaled said that they are not actually beat makers, but they are producers. Yes. So this is me finding the right talent for the song, 
telling you to arrange something it, on the song. Coaching it to a successful rate. <clears throat> so you can technically pay a beat maker like a drummer and say, hey, you out of here. Yep. Now let me produce this record. That's right. I bought this beat from you and let's go over here. That's right. That's so right. once you done got the beat from you, you don't really technically need it. Because you right. can, what? if you're a real producer, you, once you got that beat, you know you know what you're doing. So, breaking it down, when they used to talk about such and such, as, I think one of the highest was, back in the day, was like Whitney Houston, or I don't know who it was, Mariah maybe, like 90 cents per song uh, per song or some shit like that. Is that how it used to work? Like a dollar a song? Well, like yeah, when, when yeah. CDs and physicals was out, was it like a dollar song thing? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So... So literally, if somebody's shit went platinum, could make a million dollars. That's right. Potentially $10 million on what you got on the song. And not to mention there's other money on the other side of it, too. You know, there's money on just the airplay of it. The airplay of it. Yeah. Is that like a five cent thing? Do I understand yeah, that correct? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, I know a little something now, man. Yeah, right. Like five cent, man. Right. Which, which is all different with streams now, too. That's a whole nother... And the five cent is divided a bunch of people. But what it is is that when you got it playing all over the world so many times, this shit adds up. Shit adds up like now, have you been able to go back since, because we know these contracts didn't include digital. Have Because this is one of, something I want to educate some of my old school heroes on, the legends. Like, you niggas can go back and put your music back up digitally because they didn't have that in the contracts then mm. was no digital music yeah so somebody could own your music but they don't own the digital now if they beat you to the punch right mm. then you just ass out i learned this from my partner that worked at rap bay the other day he told me this wow. you know what i'm saying because there's a lot of niggas like like for instance three times don't own none of their music yeah. okay but had they beat everybody to put it back up digitally they would have so how do you get the ownership off of that if it's already because <clears throat> there's nothing digital in contracts so a nigga own your wow. physicals a nigga own all the shit that existed then oh but now, all this new shit the streaming is new all the streaming and right. anything that come in the future right 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 so you could have even been the on one, a major but the one thing is is that if you got your publishing and stuff intact and your you're gonna be good you'll still eat off that right you might not see the actual royalty from the record sales, the okay. sales, but you will see royalties from your publishing and your songwriting. Now, <clears throat> since we right there in pocket with what we was talking about, um, I got five on it, right? Now, I heard a story about it where people talked about it. I think where Yuck and Num talked about getting out of, uh, one of the two getting out of jail, kind of having songs, writing songs, being in the studio, and whatever they came up with the concept, but then they called you. So when they called you, how did that phone call go? Well, they had a guy that was running their record label that I knew. Is this C-Note? C and H. C and H. Chris Hicks. So, me and Chris had been talking. You know, he kind of, um, you know, he was working on the Drew Down record. 
Okay. So, uh, the Loonies was the next project he was working on, and he was getting that going. Like he started on the EP. I remember I started uh, helping him with some songs on the EP. So, when he came to me, you know, he was like, "Man, we need a single, man. You know what I'm saying? We need a single. We need a hit. We need a single." So, we kind of like did our own brainstorm. You know, older guys, we kind of, you know, know some records. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so we kind of talked about it a little bit. And we, we basically broke it down to three records we were keeping out. Mm. Keith Sweat. Mm. What's up from Keith? No, we just, was, we knew that album had nothing but hits yeah, on it. Yeah. So we were trying okay. to go to one of these albums and yeah. get some hits off of it. Yeah. Push that mic closer. Club mm -hmm. Nouveau. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Club Nouveau and uh, Albie Shore. That's cool. Uh-huh. So these were our choices at the time, like, we uh, was looking at. Okay. And, you know, I think we finally decided, like, Chris went to school with, you know, one of your neighbors, man, you know, Thomas McGillwood. Okay. You feel me? So he uh, just decided, you know, I think we're going to go with that. With the why you treat me so bad, and then they kind of just ran with it, and you know I didn't see them for you know a few. Yeah. And they came back. And they had a hook to it. They had a hook to the song, so I think Numb wrote the hook. Mike Marshall happened to be at my house when they came. Through. Mm. So. You know, they came by. You already had a relationship with him. Yeah, we was me and him was working on some, his shit. You feel me? Yeah. So they came by, and uh, we were putting the record on. I remember I had a Newmark sample. It had a sampler on it. Okay. It had the little banks, right? So what I used to do is I would try my samples out on the Newmark before I put them into my. SP. Okay. So I looped the Club Nouveau thing first. Okay. And I just played that. And, you know, I liked how it sounded, but I just, I was like, man, it sounds too hollow. It sounds too uh, airy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. like it's not up front. It's right. like the bass ain't up front in the yeah. bass. And, and I just was like, I'm just going to be stuck with that. And that's when I really was just feeling like, man, I listened to it. And that's why I just started really dissecting beats. And I was listening to it to figure out all the sounds that was in it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just decided, you know, hey, you know, I think I can replay this. Yeah. And, uh, and when I made that decision, you know, I started, from that point on, I just started slowly creating. And Mike was there. So Mike was hearing them sing the hook, and he just was basically tuning it up for me. You know what I mean? Like two, getting the notes perfect, right? Making it sound like something. So let's yeah. paint. Let's paint the picture real quick for some millennials. Let's put some theatrics on this, right? Nobody sent nobody an email. No, no. Mike that? Marshall. No, no, no emails was not existing. Mike, Mar <laughs> Mike Marshall, Tone Capone, <clears throat> Numbskull, and Yuckmouth is in the same room. Same in room. the studio. Yeah, in my old bedroom in North Oakland, 
across the street from Bushrod Park. And you no. and you playing this shit out. Yes. They cre Yuck and Numb created the hook. Yes. Mike Marshall is tuning it up. Yeah. And y'all all cooking right now. Right together. This is like a jam session with a band. Yeah, we're all in the same little small ass little room. Okay. Everybody got creative minds. Yeah, you know. Yeah. They, all, they got the song written in that. So we got the song finally programmed out, all song loaded up. And the next step is I had to go record it. Now, now is this real to real? This, I have it on a computer programmed with. You got a computer in 1995? You had a 94 because it takes a long time to put records out back then. Yeah, so your lap your laptop is this thick. It's a powerful, <laughs> yeah, powerful. Yeah. Apple though. Yeah, Apple. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I'm saying that's how they look. You know, yeah, heavy as shit. One of the thick ones. Yeah. yeah. Yep, and I was using a program called Vision. Mm. Vision. Mm. Right, which was Pro Tools before mm. Pro Tools. Mm. Steve Jobs, huh? Yes, sir. Okay. Back in 93. Yep. How did you even research to go there? To use that from the because, shit you was already using? Because back in the 80s, you know, I had an opportunity. Like, I got a Mac right up out of high school. You know what I'm saying? Like, 86, I got a Mac. Look how important this shit is. Wow. A Mac. He got a Mac. I got a Mac, man. Fresh out of and high school. And a hard drive, man. Friend of mine bought me a hard drive. And a hard drive. Hey, and it was, when she bought me a hard it was just a 40 megabyte hard drive, not 40 gigs. A 40 megabyte. Yeah, 40 megabytes. <laughs> and I was so happy to get that hard drive. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Right. Hell so yeah. So I, I started with a program called Performer. Okay. Digital performance. Well, I don't even know if it was digital performance. It was just performing. Okay. So I started on that. And that's where I kind of learned the whole programming, knowing how to drop things out and programming everything on the computer. Mm. I was even doing the SP. On the mm. I had a little program called Alchemy when I wanted to tweak the sounds on the SP. And it would shoot the sound into the computer through me. Damn. And then shoot it back to the SP. Oh, so, so I was, you know, and do you got a a, 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 a TR-808? Is them still I out? I had a TR-808. It got lost in the shuffle, but I had one for sure. Okay. I had a 9092. 9092. So I was playing with all them drum machines, yeah. So I, I, there's a few drum machines I've had and samplers. I had a, a Emacs. Okay. I didn't stay with it. Okay. But, uh, you know, I got to show some homeboys. Like, I showed extra large how to use the Emacs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some spice ones quick. Yeah. <clears throat> Back in the day. Um, you know, he, he uh, one day we just was in the studio, and he just happened to have one, and, you know, he just got it, and yeah. he didn't know how, and I kind of knew how, so it was like, here, let me show you what I know. You know what I'm saying? So, if after you guys... Get in there and start creating this song, right? Mm -hmm. And you come out with it. Soon as the song is done. Now you mix the song too. I was there in the mix. Me and Mike Denton mixed the song. Mike Denton and Alameda. Mike Denton and Alameda, but we tracked the song at Pajamas. Okay, I don't know about Pajamas. Pajamas is over on I think Third Street. Okay. Off Broadway. Okay. <clears throat> and then. Y'all go and y'all mix it at Mike Denton's. Mix it at Mike Denton's in Alameda. 
So, but you right there with Mike Denton mixing. And when it's all said and done, do you know this is a smash? I'm not gonna say I know it's a smash. I know it's a good song. Okay. I'm not gonna say I knew it was a smash, but it. But after it was done, you know, it, it did feel good and it was very contagious. Very contagious. So, did so like listening like the drive listening parties. Or, I mean, we. You know, when we the listening before, party was, was passing in the car. At, you passed. Well, no, it was at the studio. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, so you 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 have. Uh, this song, you guys do this song, and from the time you finish, I got five on it to the time it came out. How long was that? Well, it came out <clears throat> in 1995. Mm -hmm. We finished it in '93, but late '93. And pr and prior to that, you had already done some other work with CNH with Drew Down because his album dropped first, yes, yes. and that album was. Um, Explicit game. Explicit game, and you um, actually made. I did real, real than real, and not rescue nine one one. That shit there, and that shit is one of the illest. That shit there. I drove from San Jose like to movie. to Union City off that song, and I yeah, realized I how long songs it. was the back then. Was like a, why y'all didn't make a video of that? That was like oh, a movie. Man, the song itself, you just visualize that as a movie. Man. That was. Yeah, they, that was and you know what? To me, that like solidified that. Young Mouth as like a premier man, MC. Was so stupid, man. He was so young and hungry, man. You know what I mean? Like when I first met him. Yeah. He, he you know, he earned the dragon name, you know? That, that motherfucker was wrong. That <laughs> motherfucker used to just have nothing but, I mean, he still does. You know? Right, right, right. Yeah. That motherfucker, but when I met him when he was young, he was just ripping. Just rip, 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 rip. Right, he was JJ off the block. So, so when um, Yuck spit on that song, it's kind of like when Corrupt did New York, New York. Like, I, it's the same feeling. It's like this dude is they in a, he in a group, but he's standing out. Like he's standing out. Like I'm looking at these niggas on the East Coast, and I'm saying to myself, they think they can rap. They think they can rap their ass off. They can rap, but this motherfucker right here, he can go right now with anybody. Yeah, with yeah. anybody at that time. Yeah. Anybody. You can put yuck against anybody. So, and, and when you making this song, when you making these songs, when you in the studio with these dudes, are you thinking that? Are you thinking like, God damn, this motherfucker? Yeah, yuck was impressing me all the time. Because it's a different type of flow, too. Well, you know, here's what I, when I first heard him, I was like, Level outcast shit. That's what it made me think. Yeah. Were they kind of a group? Were they the type that could uh, make the beat group before the rap? Right. Yeah. Outcast. Outcast the yeah. tightest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was going at the time, yeah. right? And it was like, you know, they had the streets on lock at that time, and then the movies came with that shit, nigga, and they was like more of a street version of that. Right. 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 And it wasn't <laughs> just. It was like. Feel good music. It was gangster shit, but it was just it was just something fresh, just re, just fresh and new. So what? So but before that, you worked on some shit with AWOL. Did you work on Dual Committee shit or Stomping in My Steel Toes was before that? No, no, no. I didn't do that. I did uh, right basically right after that. I did the three times. 
You did three That's times. I looked over three times slightly after the game. So you didn't do none of that early stuff? Through committee, they had that going, man. That was probably Sam Boxstick and Mike Mosley. So you worked on um, Sicko. Sicko's route. Sicko. And you worked on. So what's the song? Stacking chips. Stacking chips. So did you. What song is on Sicko? Is it Hit the Gas? For sure. That's all you something for that ass. Listen. I'ma keep it real with you. Hit the gas is so fucking crazy. Like, I just had the high speed to it when I was a young nigga. <laughs> I had to see I had to see what it do. So did you I, come with the concept? <laughs> and then they Oh, that's them. Like, y'all y'all need to say shit. something. Three times crazy? Them motherfuckers was coming with hooks so fucking out of this world. It was the next they, level, huh? Yeah. It was they, the new Oakland shit. Yeah. Yeah. Was, it was a new shit. They had, oh, man. It was kind of like their time. They Matter of fact, you worked on a song. You worked on Floormatic. Yeah. That's kind of their term that they coined because they Floormatic was like, they flow was different than the, what they, they flow was just rapid. It was rapid fire, back to back, boom, going. And it was a different type of energy than what had been. Because prior to that, you know, it's phases around here, what I call, I guess, early on music. I don't know what I would call it, but from then till whenever, it's always been mob music. And it never went away. And, And actually, you are one of the forefathers of mob music by default. I don't even know. I think because I listen to your music and your style is just your style. It don't matter when it's with. Devin, it don't matter when it's with Face or, you know, it just, whoever's rapping on it, it's like a, it's like a feel, you know, like your music got a feel, you got a sound, but the Sonics is all the way up to date and none of them fucking beats sound old. <laughs> none of that shit sound like. Well, one, thing, one thing I try to do is I change my sound up a lot. Because Hit the Gas don't it. sound like that's the same producer <laughs> as Smile. No, no. Yeah, I change it up. Hell, man, I'm not afraid to change that up. Because you sound like you was in a group on Hit the Gap. <laughs> I mean, the shit, you know what I mean? Some shit is just for some people. Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, yeah, that, I mean, that was a good, we was, we was feeling it, man. Yeah. All I can say is them niggas went in there hungry and went off. So, what's a percentage of the songs? Would you say earlier on till whenever this digital shit came, would you say that you was around for. 80% of the songs? Was you just not was, sending beats? I was always around. And then with three times, like, you know, they just, they were easy to work with because they just, whatever I had, they just wrapped over. Right. You just go. Yeah. We don't know if we going to use it, but we own. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have to make the beat today, rap. Yuck was a little pickier with, the, he still would rap over a lot of shit. He was a little pickier with his beats. Though. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Three times, they just was like, whatever I made, they was Get on the gas yeah. So how how did the um the rap a lot shit start happening? Cause you made a lot of shit for rap a lot. So the rap a lot shit happened. I got introduced to a gentleman named Siegel Miller. You know, rest in peace and C. R.I.P. C came through. You know, I ended up working with him. <clears throat> did a couple of songs with him. And uh, he uh, wanted to mix them. And he was mixing them down in L.A. with Mike Dean. Mike Dean did all the mixing for rap a lot at the time. Okay. So 
I went to LA to meet with Mike Dean and we mixed Seagram songs. They came out real good, right? And uh, I think me and Mike kind of hit it off as far as partnerships and, you know, mixing. And uh, he asked me if I wanted to work on Scarface with him. Okay, okay. Because I got confused when I young. I thought you and Mike Dean was brothers. I said, why these niggas is on every album together? All kind of fucking it albums. Just, it just, basically, here's how that happened. He put me on to Scarface, so I put him on to the room. Mm. Um, right. just, just, you know, reciprocating the goodness, you know. That's man. how I go. That's how I go. So, you know. I'm not, no, I'm not, a, like, I... I've had some outside producers. I don't just be tripping like that. I want the heat. You right. Know I mean? I'm not like, I gotta have everything. It's gotta be mine. Right. Uh, it ain't nothing like that, man. I'm a professional as far as that. I want the best music. The best music. Yeah, my music ain't always the best. It's right. It's niggas with heat. Right. There's yeah. plenty of niggas with heat out there. Right, man. right. It's a bunch of producers I'm digging right now. Right. It's got heat. Right. So when Mike Dean takes <laughs> you to do Scarface, what album is this? So that's the Untouchable album. Untouchable album. And at so this time. That's the red album cover, right? No, that's the album cover. Is he in, in a chair? Suit. In a chair. In a okay. chair. Okay. Kind of looking down. Yeah. 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 Okay. Untouchable. Uh, damn, man. <laughs> like, that rap a lot shit kind of like raised me. You know what I'm saying? Like, the early on rap music. NWAs and all that shit. All that shit was cool. But at the time when Rap-A-Lot was at their height, I got in the game and I was in the streets. And it was just like, Face was like the God. You know what I'm saying? Face was just like, so what was the sessions like just going in there fucking with Face? Man, Face is a real... He's, he's an eccentric guy, right? Yeah, man, he's a cool dude. Yeah. You know, most, you know, when you hear his raps, right, you would think one thing. Yeah. But then when you talk to him, you'd be like, oh, man, this is the coolest motherfucker in the world right here. Right. You know, right? You know he jokes a lot. You know yeah. I mean? He'd like to joke just like anybody else. Okay. Well, when you hear his rap, you wouldn't think he was, would ever joke. Okay. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Every, all his stuff off the pen? Or, or did he do pen, yeah. He's he writing this shit like a motherfucker. Yeah. 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 I've seen him do. Him and Forty used to do kind of the same thing. Them niggas are both, they'll lay down on the floor. Yeah, they lay on the stuff. Yeah, they lay down, just get into that shit. Yeah. It's like some kid shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when you're a kid, you, Is that right? there, you just lose, you can let yourself go, you know what I'm saying? Right. You just get into it. Right. You ain't, you're on the flow, you're on the bottom, man. Right from the bottom, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So all this shit. Yeah. So, now I wouldn't have known, like, on the Untouchable South Side on there, right? South Side. So you in the studio, right? Working with Face, and does he just pick this beat? We start beats. He walks in and out on us and vibes. And we hear so y'all co-producer. Me and Mike just did. You know, basically how we started beats. I started with the drums, right? The bass line. Okay. I had to get all that stuff going. Okay. And then Mike would start sprinkling little pieces on top. And then I might come with some little string line or something like that. You know, just but that's, that's so like so like in the process is he walking around and you hearing his rap before he go in the booth? 
Because I'm not going to lie. I could turn that shit on right now. And that nigga just, I just hear that. I spent my day right off of Holloway. Bro, I'm on the block. Like, right. oh, like this. is this nigga, is this nigga hey, in the car with hey, me? You and Jay-Z too. Because when I was in New York, nigga Jay-Z stopped me. Uh, and wrapped that whole shit to me. Uh, Damn, is that right? If you was in the game and you selling dope and you just just to hear what this nigga talk, that's why I say, is this nigga in the car with me? Man. I spent my day right off of Holloway, broken, disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, Fuck the scoop. No report that, card. Man, <laughs> that's Southside. Man, yeah, that's Southside. I was telling them, I'm like, man, I think they want another virus. Man, I told man, my mama right about right my dope case and my mama believed me. Man, I was hella mad that song was. He did. Did with any of the Bushwicks and Willie uh, D? I did something with Bushwick. I think it would be legit. It's called Do What You Do. It's on the yeah. Homies album. Yeah. Okay. Man. Is that right? How yeah. that little dude to work with? Man, he a cool motherfucker, man. You know what I'm saying? He's a pretty eccentric guy. He's smart. 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 You already know Bushwick Bill Ellison. What is his man. name? Dr. Bushwick Bill Bond, yeah, Funk Bond, Homo Bond, Sapien, Funkenstein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like that, but, but, I know when, when they do their songs, they all got little different characters. So, a lot of times, Face will write the rap stuff. Even Bushwick? Because mm -hmm. Bushwick yeah. is kind of wild with his Now, what's your, since, since we already there, as a legendary producer, what is your take on that? What, what do you feel about that? Because I, I, I personally, I'm at the point where, like, I know about Easy e You know, I know about Bushwick. I know I about. Sometimes you got the voice. Got to make the best song. Sometimes you don't got the rap style. Mm. But if you got that beautiful voice, you know what I'm saying? It rings. Let's use your voice, my nigga. We'll yeah. write them hits, man. Write them hits. Right, that ain't, that's nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But Drake is doing, Drake's a genius, man. Right. Man, I would never be ashamed of what Drake is doing, man. He's doing it, man. Right. He got a voice. To me, I don't look at it different than acting. Like, I think uh, most of the best actors that people love to death, hey, they ain't writing shit. They ain't writing hey, shit. You know what? If you make a dime out of the music business, you're lucky, man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. You're lucky to get some money out of the music business. Mm. Because making music is a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's just like playing sports, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. It's like you, you ain't at no factory, nigga. Yeah. You ain't throwing boxes. You know, you, you winning, man. Right, right. You know what I mean? That's a joy. Mm. Mm. Niggas need to hear that again, because <laughs> I don't know. Motherfuckers make it like all these other, brand new rappers. I mean, niggas been talking about it, but they trying to make everybody commit suicide. Man. Like, nigga, we got different problems right now. Well, I mean, the top ramen. They on drugs. They on drugs. Do you, yeah. do you uh, fuck around over in any other genres? Or you pretty much just stick with it? You know what? I'm going to tell you something. I like that fast music, too. I like them fast. Like the EDM? Time. Not EDM. Mm -hmm. Go-Go uh, like uh, DC? No, I like that old, like, Planet Rock shit. Mm. That vibe. Dr. Mm. Dre fashion, mm. surgery, mm. you know, uh, Rodney O. Joe mm. shit. That mm. tempo, that's about to come back, mm. I promise you. Mm. Remember JJ Fad, 
Do you think that kind of came back uh, for a second? Uh, let me think of something. It was a couple of hits on the radio. Snoop had one song. Sexual Seduction? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Snoop had one. That's kind of like, that's a good vibe, and then, though. And uh, your boy, what's his name, kind of plays around in that arena. Low, low, low. Yeah. Flow rider. Flow rider. Yeah. Flow rider. So, uh, how was, how was. Time out right quick. We ain't got a cut, but let's move on. So, yeah, uh, I, I, um, it's so many motherfucking stories, right? And I know you got so many, so, and, and your, and your discography is so motherfucking long, so maybe I figured this. We could go through some of these albums. And we could tell some stories about these people as we go. We could just spend some time on each one of them, right? Because it's just, I mean, I can't even. Man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man like, already told me he got some stories, man. You okay. So we are, so, you know, uh, do we need to go back? Yeah. We, we need to We need to go back to the. First off, because first, he already said he got, he got some, some, some real good, he got good Pac stories. Told so me that coming in. So do we want to talk? You did work on Pac albums too, right? I did a song with a group called the Funky Aztecs that Pac ended up getting down. Hmm. And then the only other thing I did with Pac was Smile. Was Smile. Yeah. Was he living? He was not living. I got to it when mm. it was like he just did the record and me and Mike Dean got to the beat and we kind of re freaked it and then I changed the hook up on it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Right? So 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 give us the give us that Pac story, man. We wanna we love good Pac right, stories so, on No uh, Vultures. So you know I'm out at a party one night. And uh I see uh Raw Fusion. Okay. Which is Mighty B and uh, DJ Fuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No shot G. No shot G. Okay. So we're at a party, I think maybe it might have been covered wagon or something, some spot over in the city, right? Okay. And uh, you know, I think they had a little bit too much to drink. Mm-hmm. So I ended up taking them home. Like I drove their car and took them home. Yeah. They lived in, one of them lived in Berkeley, so I just dropped them off there. I remember that. Okay. Like somewhere off Shattuck and Parker or somewhere. It wasn't that far from where I lived. You know, I lived okay. It was a big deal. Okay. So, I just got them home because they, they would have never, they would have never made it. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It was slow. Yeah, I just took the wheel on that one. Mm. So, me and Fuse had talked like a little bit later and, you know, he ended up asking me about where I had been recording at. And um, I was recording over at this dude's house off Parker Street. He had an actual uh, 16 track. Now this ain't Lev. Not Lev. No, this okay. is another guy who lived in Berkeley. I this dude named Dave. He had a little studio in his garage. Okay. So that's what we had been doing all our... Uh, Demos or for Capital Tax and JHG and all that. Okay. Stuff. That's where we were doing our thing. So, Pac um, 
was with them. He, he wanted to get some studio time for Pac. And that was because Pac had a, just gotten on a song called uh, Same Song. Okay. Which was featured in the movie Nothing But Trouble. Is that the name of the movie? With Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. 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 yeah, so they needed a, a radio drop verse from Pac off that song. Okay. So he came over there to do it. So when he came over, you know, he wanted to smoke some weed. Pac. Pac wanted to smoke some weed. So, uh, at the moment, I didn't have none. I might have had a little bit, but I, we ran out. You know, he wanted more. So, uh, we shot up to my little spot up in Berkeley. Okay. Right? And, you know, that was back when, you know, nobody had no purpose. Right. Right. And I just happened to know this homeboy from high school. He used to have this shit called Purple Gang. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And, uh. I had some up there, so I went and grabbed some of that shit for him, you know. But the thing about Pac that tripped me out is like, you know, he had just met me, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. And he just hopped in the whip with me and just rolled out. Out, we gone. That was just organic. Yeah, he just rolled out. Did he know you were making music? Yeah, I mean, he knew I was making music He knew you were over there. Yeah, he yeah. knew, yeah. Well, at that point, I wasn't Tony Capone yet. Oh, okay. I was DJ G. DJ G. Wow. Yeah. yeah that I seen that on I seen I, I seen DJ that on your alias. I seen that on your aliases. Yeah. DJ DJ Smooth G. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, talk to the transition to that later. <laughs> yeah. So that happened, happened, you know, that was my hip hip hop days, you know, before mm -hmm. they kinda of went more my more gangster. You yeah. Know what I mean? mm -hmm. So I rolled out with me, man, we got some tree. Came back, he knocked that shit out. I mean, I was a professional. He did it, but you know, he got on the mic, ripped it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I, I never, I hadn't seen him, like pretty much, ever since then. Like you know, I don't think I ever saw Pac ever again after that. Wow. Mm -hmm. After that one day y'all rode. Yeah. Is that right? That's crazy. So y'all did smoke the purple. Oh yeah, we smoked some purple Ghani together. Purple Ghani. Yeah. But the but the, the 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 thing in the end is you end up working on one of Pot's biggest, biggest songs ever. Pot Scarface show. Yeah. So that's and, crazy. And that was you know I mean God is great. Yeah. And I was fortunate enough to be involved with that. Yeah. Yeah. So so after. Okay. Well, not even like like not even just going more into Pot right. I want to go back and I want to just pick some random shit. So, Streets is watching. What song did you produce on that? That's a song called Pimp This Love. Pimp This Love. And who was that? That's Chris John. Chris John. Chris John. Hey, Chris John. We love Chris John. Man, them boys. I'm mad they didn't make more music. For real. Does anybody know that that's Chris John on the hook on Keep It On The Real? No. What? Chris Johns that signed the Rockefeller Records. Yeah. I don't know where exactly they from in the Bay. They from Oakland. 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 Yeah. Signed the Rockefeller Records. Uh, and uh, had an album on Rockefeller. It was on a lot of music. But so that's them on Keep It On The Real. Yeah. Wait a minute. On The Hook? Yeah. 
Think about the beginning of the song, how it comes on. Brothers better recognize that's the dude's voice. That ain't mm. the voice. Maybe you want a high side, but it ain't easy. Right. Oh. Right. Oh, shit. Mm. Wait a minute. But is it a lady? There's a girl on there too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's definitely a lady on that motherfucker. I was gonna say, man. <laughs> Cause that's the only thing that's. I was about to say them niggas right got now. a cold falsetto. No, they do got. They got voices. They like got that. voices they like that. Okay, so. Um, so yeah, I've been fucking with them since the, like about '86. You know, they used to be. Okay. They transitioned from a group called the Wild Boys. Okay. Wild Boys. Yep. Okay. How that sound? So, so um, and that's on that 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 song is on streets is watching. So they reached out to you them them themselves, or was it like? Uh, I met them working with I think probably maybe even during the time when I was kind of starting to work with TMD. Okay. Uh, I crossed paths with their manager, and they were there working. And, you know, I'd seen the guys around, and we kind of hit it off, and I started working with. And then the other thing was is I kind of, you know, I knew how to use the computer. Yeah. So yeah. I brought that kind of into the world of everybody. Like, nobody was using the computer, and I was. So okay. it was kind of like I was kind of helped arrange things better with the computer. Okay. So they brought me in. They saw that, that was a, a plus to the situation. Okay. Now, what song did you work on on Cell Block? Cell Block was a song called uh, Fuck Them Gang. Fucked in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Three times crazy. That was who? Scary Another nigga done lost his name. Another nigga done lost his name. Yeah, Fucked in the game. Yeah. Okay, Damn, Tone, you got this shit. <laughs> That's Asian man came with that what hook. What the fuck okay. is going on, man? This shit yeah, is Asian man. Asian man killed that hook, man. That nigga used to go off so hard. Man, damn! Man, but I never Trying get him Star X. Scary X was a deep character, man. You know, he was a very deep character. He was hell serious about his shit. What's his name? Rupert, uh, uh, Rupert Murdoch or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 And actually, I like. I want to say this because um, I'll be wanting the, the OGs and and the youngsters to uh, collaborate and everybody just to make it one big thing to make us all big. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit could be on another level. Like, and then niggas don't know the motherfuckers that we propelled to the top. There's a thousand jobs up under this dude. You know what I'm saying? So one motherfucker with a hit can employ 12 motherfuckers easy. If you want to be a professional about your shit, right? right. So, so because we, we screaming for black excellence. But what I was saying was... Uh, you got to practice black excellence. Got to practice black excellence. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Lil Leak is a scary son. That's a young dude out here. He raw. He raw. He raw right now. Raw, raw. Like raw. Sascari X son. Yeah. Like we gotta talk about this shit. Like we should know. A lot of them got heat. Yeah. Because Bard's got a daughter. Okay. Bard from Three Times Crazy. His daughter is a damn fool. Yeah. Keith's son is a damn fool. Now speak on. Now speak on. Since you transitioned into that, speak on some of your Three Times work. Like speak on some BA. Like right. And. And and going from I think there's a record on Dollars and Spence. I think there's a record on Big Block. Um, I don't know what else I missed. Whatever Gov shit was paraphernalia to the mob. Is that what it is? Is that a label? This was handlebar. Handlebar. handlebar right, yeah. Um, 
And you worked on all that shit. Uh, I did, yeah. Yeah, I had, I contributed to most of it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Any of, of them your stuff, favorites? Most of the stuff I did was, of course, the stuff that was with Dollars and Spence. Dollars and Spence. So who owned Dollars and Spence? Actually? Dollars and Spence was a collaboration between myself and Lance Spencer. Mm. And basically, he managed all the groups and kind of did that, the promo for the label and all that. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Did, did we, is, are we getting another No Vultures exclusive? Huh. Dollars and Spence was a collaboration between you. And Lance Spencer. Yes. Damn. Who is Lance Spencer exactly? Lance Spencer is a gentleman I met in high school. Okay. And, uh, you know, late in the probably, I'd say probably early 90s, we hooked up on some business and, and, and started uh, formulating the three times crazy. Oh, did that die? He from the east. Oh, he's he's from. He's from Berkeley. He's okay. from Berkeley slash Richmond, that area. Okay. So did did is he is he a street cat or is he like a is he? He was a street cat slash jock kind of guy. You know what I mean. And you guys just decided to go after artists. What what now is Father well, Don? Here's what happened. He met Bart, and Bart knew Keith and Mama. Okay. And first it was just gonna be them and. Bart just, you know, he kind of said, man, you be in the group too. Mm. So Bart ended up being in the group. Mm. And it was really an afterthought, but you know, then Bart started coming to his own. Right, and right. His rap. Right. And having his own style. Right. You know, he crazy. I mean, it's, he, got a, he got a hell of a style too. You know yeah. Know? Yeah. Gotta so check they kind of just fit together. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. And how was he working with Keith being unorthodox with his little? Keith had a different voice, you know what I mean? And, you know, it was just rap style, you just had to, what, just. I mean, he just made it work. He's just, he's got that hesitation style that. Yeah, you know what I mean? But he figured out a way to make it work. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had his rhythm. You know what I mean? It was different, right? But I got used to it, you know what I mean? I started feeling it, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I like this shit. It's just because it's different. It's different, yeah. Yeah, it ain't like nobody else's. Nobody's style. That's, that's, mm -hmm. that was, that's the big thing. Is any cats you want to work with now? Who's out oh, now? Who's these cats out now that you like to do a collab with or I mean, fuck I'm around kinda with? I'm kind of feeling Mozzie. You know, I'm, I'm kind of feeling Mozzie oh. shit. Uh, you got something, would you do like a sample or you got something, some different kind of heat that you could come with? Yeah, different thing? Who knows, who knows? Yeah, you know I mean? just have to feel the vibe at the time. Yeah, I don't need to do a sample, but you know, if it came out like that, it, it just does, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I'd say, uh, it's Mozzie for sure. Of course, like, you know, some of the Atlantic cats I like to work with, like Future. You know, maybe the baby from South Carolina. Uh, you know, I'm getting ready to I just work got up on the baby, man. The baby, the baby hard. I'm gonna work with some people around here real soon. Of course, I'm gonna be working with Mr. Fab. Okay. And then uh, I just hooked up with X-Rated. You know what I'm saying? X-Rated, fresh never, out. I never did nothing with him, so I want to definitely touch him up. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You know, me and him never got to collaborate. So, but, you know, and I'm definitely all about making sure I take care of Oakland. 
Yeah. But we but 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 we gotta definitely take care of each other. And but I can't I gotta go back to some of these songs. We just had hitters on a payroll in here, right? And you worked on uh hitters on a payroll. Right. So you and you had uh you I did killers on the payroll. The on thugged out the ablation. Oh no, that was on the loonies. That was that was two Lunatic terms. Lunatic music. That was on Lunatic music and on Thugged Out, right? Yeah, they did a different version, I think. So, but that's all still your production. I'm not sure if I did the second version. Okay, I think it got you on there as doing the second version. But um, well, it says Yug Mouth, but it's your song, so he probably took the production. But I'm saying, so far as doing that song, was you there when Yug had his regime when he did that? For sure. So. What, yeah, that's when he was doing the Godzilla album. That's when the regime formulated. So was he doing that in L.A.? That was all in L.A. Actually, it was on the, the what was it, the Abolation. Yeah, Thugged Out, Abolation. So is, you got more than one song on there? Or you got yeah, City of Dope. City of Dope. Ooh. Oh, my God. You did City of Dope? Yeah. Ooh. I did Godzilla. Oh, you did. So, did you get to meet? Did you know Fats, Bossy, all them? Yeah, of course, you know Kiki, even Oakland. Yeah, they're but uh, those were my guys. damn, that's crazy. They're all on Killers on Payroll. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's Fats on the hook. Right, right. Fats was incredible. Ooh. I did some shit on Fats with San Quinn on San Quinn's album. Really? Yeah, I'll give you my word. Mm. Fats, Bossy was hard. Yeah. Whoa. I fight the struggle. Well, when God don't stop the hustle. I gotta hear that. Yeah. So, um, so and how, who else you work with from the city? Oh man, San Quinn, of course Willie Hen. That's my Willie Hen. That's my age going Quinn to okay. this day. You know, okay. I still work with him to this day. He was in the product. The product. So that was part of my, you know what I mean? Okay. That was like a collaboration collaboration between me and Face. He brought a rapper named uh, Young Malice. It came from the Boys in the Hood group. Okay. He was Jeezy and them. Okay. Right? Okay. And then I put him with Will Hen. And Face entered the group too. I remember so that. So that was the collaboration. That was the product. That was hard. Damn. How did you How did you get hooked up with like Black Moon? Black Moon was through. I was working with this dude that was shopping beats for me. And he gave it to a dude. Next thing you know, I got a call. This dude named Dan the Man. Dan the Man. Dan the Man was working with Black Moon. What did Dan the Man do? He was what? Dan the Man, I think, was a producer also. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And he he was working with Black Moon, and he let me know, yeah, we want to use his beat. Okay. So he just had some of your beats. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy, man. And like on on uh, and then I also did something for uh, Lloyd Banks. Lloyd Banks, the I think. Same yeah. way, and that was through my boy Skyball. I remember you know, Skyballer. Skyballer. I remember Skyballer. Skyballer somehow leaked the uh, CD to uh, the dude that used to run Fifty Shit, <coughs> Shaw Money. Shaw Money XL. Shaw Money XL. Yeah. Shaw Money got a hold of it, and he said, "I want to use his beat." Mm. It was this beat where I got it from the dramatics. It was from the Devil's Dope, or either Devil's Dope, or Beware the Man with the Candy in his hand. So how is that when you when you when they get that? Do you? I replayed everything. 
So when was, you replay it, you not, don't got to clear it. You don't got to go to the label and clear it. Tell, you just got to. Tell me real quick. You have to know. What's a replay? A replay is when there's no sample. It's all your music. You play it by ears. Yeah. No. So I got five on it. It's not Club Nouveau. You hear that? There's no samples in Club Nouveau except for the. And I got five on it except for the Jungle Boogie scratch. The, yeah. 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 The horns, yeah. And then the Got It Good from the. Damn, I didn't even realize that was Jungle Boogie Scratch. So get down on it. Yeah, yeah. Not get down on it, just get down, get down. Yeah, yeah. Not get down on it. That's a different song. Yeah, I'm thinking Cool in the Game. That's the same group. It's Cool in the Game. Both the songs. Get Down On It is another song. This song is called um, Jungle Boogie. Jungle Boogie, Jungle Boogie. Oh my God! Now you gotta be a meticulous motherfucker to be a produce, a raw producer. You gotta be a meticulous motherfucker. You gotta like just that. Let me throw that little bit up in there. It's crazy, huh? So do you do you do you love when you hear niggas like cause I know other niggas that love it like niggas like a Diamond D or a nigga like a Q tip. Them type of niggas love it. Like records. It's fun, yeah. Man. yeah. It is you know fun. you know who I hear a lot of your shit in? Big Crit. I hear your influence son, all over I think Big my Crit. Son really wants me to work with Big Crit. Right? I want you to work with Big yeah. Crit. And Big Crit is raw. Big Crit go crazy. Well, big Crit His sound is cool. And I don't think I don't think I don't know if currency and Wiz got a hold of your shit yet. Currency but, I heard is kinda yeah. But them he, but, he but DJ crazy. Fresh is fucking with them right now, right? And that's like I'm no disrespect at all, but them niggas like your sons. That type of cause that that sound is Bay Area. What yeah. niggas came here for? Yeah. What niggas is recreating? What niggas is doing in Detroit right now? What niggas is doing in LA right now? That shit is that recreated from here. The sound was already here. You bite the hell out the Bay Area, man. So, so working on the song. You gotta give them more shit to bite. Yeah, that's yeah, all. That's how I feel that's too. Real. Real. That's real. Real. So you worked on Boss Balling. For sure, I put the Hit the Gas song on the Boss Balling. Put the Hit the Gas on it. So you put that on there. Yeah, with D Shot. D Shot. Was talking to me at the time, and I said, I got a song for you, boss. Mm. Really, that's the main song that cranked that CD up. Mm. Mm. Damn. So, like on, on, on faith, on, now, one of, one, one of the anthems that we all love is, is Devin the Dude. Sticky Man. Green. Sticky Green. Yeah, that was nice how that came out. Oh, that I came out. So, that. And you know what I that thought about? In, uh, Houston. That was that in was Houston, that knock hard studio. That was Faces Studio. Right. So you, so Devin the Dude recorded Sticky Green in Houston. Yeah, me and Harm did the hook. What Harm? Rich Harm from the Rich. Harm from the same Harm this song. Mm, I don't hit, hit the, the gas. gas. Wow. I did not fuck you up. Fucked you up. <laughs> fucked you up. Harm is wow. on Sticky Green. That's crazy, That's crazy love. And right. and damn. And here's the one thing I did. I always tried to put my artists and lace them up and get them out there and put them on. So Harm was your artist. Yes. Now what happened to Harm? Like what? Harm just you know we 
Dollars and Spence kind of disbanded and Harm went and did his own thing. Nothing nothing happened to him. He, he so Dollars and Spence is yours? Dollars and Spence is not mine. Dollars and Spence is now just Lance Spencer's. Okay. Uh, and, and it's and liquidated to assets. I mean, I just left pretty much, you know, hey, whatever we did together, it's, you know, it's all for you. You put it out, do whatever you want to do. It wasn't that much stuff, but, you know, it was a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And but he I did He just put an album out. So was Father Dom on Dollars and No, Father Dom was not on Dollars and Spence, but he was a close friend of mine, so that's how he ended up being on Three Times Crazy. So who was all on Dollars and Spence? It was uh, Harm, Lady Unique, Mr. Lady Spence, Unique. Triple J, uh, Three Times Crazy, this kid from uh, Triple J from Florida and this other kid from DC named uh, Sean. Uh, Sean now was there was there a, was there a compilation to it? Yeah, um, we did a couple of them. We did the album that was called The Family Tree. That was the first one. Okay. And then the second one we did was called FT. I did a FT two thousand. Two thousand. So I, I remember that. I remember that one good. So um, now, if what work did you do with Short? Short, I did a song on the Chase the Cat album. So because you would just think like, because Mike Dean and Tone Capone was just like to me like if you said we couldn't say one without the other at a certain point in time in rap. I mean, it just seemed like it was the same music. Now. Mike Dean is, I don't know if, you know, I don't know everything he's done, just like I don't know everything you've done, but um, it seems like the youth um, embraced him because of Kanye. He got locked into the Kanye world, and, you know, that offered different opportunities, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I, I was just wondering, like, who are those people? Is it like, who are those people from... From this way, not that coming I mean, Kanye is from Chicago. Of course, he ran across Mike Dean for whatever reason or however. But who are the people around here that can like expose Tone Capone to the newer? Because I feel like niggas is missing you saying, out. You saying who 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 could be the Kanye of Tone Capone? Not yeah, not necessarily Kanye, but like the kind doing like would it would it? Because it seemed like everything around here, basically what I'm saying, it seemed like G Easy got to touch it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's what it seemed like. Like I'll be hearing Jeezy shit for the first time on a major platform. We, I mean, of course we know the white shit. You know what I'm saying? He do sound great though. Don't let me take nothing. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he, he do his motherfucking thing. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I was just wondering, like, who is it? Like, who is the motherfuckers around here? Because for some reason, it don't seem like the Bay Area is necessarily all the way unified. And that's just me speaking. It's not. All, it's man. not. What is, but, uh, what is it? What is it? Well, you got every. You know, the Bay has always been a place where everybody kind of wanted to be. Full competition. Full competition. Hell, hell of labels. Yeah, that, you little, uh, I hit it right I mean, there. It's almost it. been to a point where I've seen it destroy itself because of the competition. Because there was a time where I didn't agree with what was going on, but like they had that um, graphics company. Everybody was rushing to that graphics company, but nobody funky knew. fat graphics. That's right, and nobody knew what to do. So they was kind of getting 
misled and like maybe buying maybe too much product and stuff, yeah. too much promotional material. And then and dependent pixel tape. It was as if it was as if every baller went in competing against each other. Right. And they weren't being directed in the right way to spend their money. It was just like they just wanted like, hey, you spend more money than him. He came in here and he bought, he bought this. Flyers. Yeah. The real ballers is going to buy more than that. You know what I mean? Just to keep. And then it ended up being discouraging. You end up losing money or right. something. And then you kind of want to just get up out of the shit. Man. You don't have a good time with it. You know what I mean? Right. And that's important. So, but it takes that good direction. Like, you know, you know, some people were badly advised, I think. And that made a lot of G's get up out of the game. Because, you know, niggas want to make money, man. And then we like and we like being being the first of something. You always have to make sacrifices and like we was real big on that independent market. You know what I'm saying? So we was like the first. So you're gonna have to have some bumps and bruises, but it, it shit is almost like it killed us, you know what I'm saying? So um but I was gonna ask you about um um as far as like just height of the game, I would say mid nineties for us. And, you know, early 90s, mid 90s, like what was that environment like? Because I like to hear people's. Um, well, I mean, for me at the time, I was busy. You know what I'm right, saying? I right. I was real busy. You know, we had the labels here. You know, everybody had deals. Everybody was locked into deals at that time. So what labels was here? Well, the first deal that I was involved with was the three times crazy deal in the movies. Okay. Which was they were signed to Virgin. Okay. New tribe. New tribe. Mm -hmm. That was ninety five. So no, the Looney's signed their deal in ninety four, and they came out in ninety five. Okay. But we did five hundred in ninety three. That's when we first played the shit for them. Okay. So they had the record. They sat on it for two years. Yeah. God Mm. damn. They didn't want to get a West Side a chance. They were scared. Getting the the rest of the album together, just getting it all, you know what I mean? They they did like a little uh, sampler album. I remember that, yeah. Had a different version of it. That was the formula back then. At that time, that content wasn't... Yeah, the formula was back then is to put out like a little EP, and then you put your album out. Right. And did... was Seidel signed to a major? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get to them in one second. Oh, okay, okay, uh, okay. So, okay. So, the Loonies and Three Times signed. Then Drew Down signed. Mac Mall signed. They both signed to Sony Relativity. Then Ricky Rich signed to Def Jam. Def Jam. Seidel signed to East West. So those were all the deals that happened at that time. Yeah. And hey, there might have been some other ones. That Delinquents. I don't know, I don't know when. Was that later? Was later. Prior to it. Later. Maybe a year or two later. Yeah. 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 So they Closer did, to ninety eight. Because yeah. they was pulling with Master P, Master, and I think yeah. they got a lot of buzz off that Master yeah. P. Album. Yeah. 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 Um. So what about what about um? And that was much later too, right? Who Riders? They were signed yeah, to amazing. Yeah, they were signed to Delicious. Wow, damn. Yeah, Delicious Vinyl. Wow. Which was under Warner Brothers. Damn, Delicious Vinyl. Who they had? Tone Loke? Yep. <laughs> yep, Tone Loke and Young MC. Young MC. Young MC. Bust a yeah. move. Yeah. And the other dude, too. 
Oh, Mentorosa. Oh, Mentorosa. Yeah. That was a fucking smash. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um so the environment now, all these deals is happening, but it's a lot of independence now. You got um Solar and who would be the other one? Like uh um distribution out here. Solar Music Group. Yeah. It was Solar Music Solar and and then there was another one, right? It was Walt. It was Walt. City Hall. City Hall. He was the main one. So I, my partner told me the other day that Walt actually didn't own it. There was another person or I'm another not guy. I'm sure who that was. I just know Walt was the, he was the best. Now, did you deal with any of them? Uh, yeah, I mean, not really. He, I didn't do any business with Walt direct. You know, there was another company, too, called Dog Dad. Dog Dad. Okay. Yeah, oh. Because they, they did 11.5. 11.5. And I ended up yeah. doing my album with uh, them. Okay. For the FT2000. Okay. Did you, now um um so all that all that is going around now. As you get you getting around the industry. So you seeing everything that everybody's doing. Are you are you saying that Bay Area rappers are are in your personal opinion was they doing business on the same level or was like niggas happy to get deals? Cuz uh you figure Short got a lot of niggas deals, right? So like Goldie came out through Dangerous. I don't know if Pooh album was Dangerous. Pooh album was Dangerous at one time. So, but he first he started fucking with uh with Bruce. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Banks album was on Jive. So um. Oh, Father Dom. What's the name of that album? Father Dom. I think it was called. It was called Father Dom. Oh, okay. So you worked on that too? Yes, I did. Damn. That was a lot of fucking deals. That was a lot of fucking deals. And I don't know whoever, whoever else signed around that time. Well, I did 40 signed. 40? Yeah. 40. And then, and then the albums he put out. Selly Cell. I did Selly Cell was going down tonight. Major song. So let me ask you this. Have you seen LeBron? LeBron James? Singing is going down tonight? No. It yeah. just... just it just blew me back, but I yeah, forget I this nigga's from Ohio. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's King James, but this nigga is like singing is going down tonight. Like, he just. You said he's singing? Yeah, you ain't seen singing. it? You ain't seen that? He was singing it. Like, was he working? He wasn't working out. He, was he wasn't a, he working was out. House. He, he was, was with his, his girl. Yeah. He was with his girl and a bunch of people at dinner, and yeah. he just is going down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I he, had some folks from Cleveland, so I do know I've yeah. been Cleveland. It, and, yeah. and you hear they're and, on the group they're on the um, Dollars and Spence album and you hear the influence in their music like people from Cleveland like Ray Cash remember him yeah bumping my music that song with Scarface exactly. bumping my music yeah, that's really yeah. yeah see that was slap see was you banging. you hear yeah. that shit so yeah. so I like when, when like damn just thinking that you made is going down tonight and I'm just thinking like I, I, all I could I know it's Selly Cell and I know it's you but all I could think about now is LeBron Going crazy to this shit, but like yeah, knowing it. you created moments like that, you know what I'm saying? It's like I be wanting the kids to know, like, yeah, all this shit cool now. This shit is fine, but look at the shit that these people did. Like one day you're gonna be looking back, like, damn, Mustard made that. Yeah, exactly. He made that. You know what I'm saying? Or you know whoever else the you know new producer is. So like, if 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 you had your dream album. And you was picking some artists for compilations. Who would it be? And would it all be? I mean, a couple of them ain't alive right now. 
And I know okay. that's going to transition us to the next thing. So Nathan please Hill name them. Yeah, Nathan. Nathan. All right. Rock him. The guy. Cool G Rap. 17 letters. G Rap. Straight lyrics. Hey, Guru. Guru. Mmm. Fucking up. Course Starface. Nas. I gotta pause Rock. you. I gotta pause you on Guru. Because Primo, I, I'm a rap nerd, right? So Primo, I mean, some of my favorite beats is like Mass Appeal, just to get a rep. You know, and I feel like you can make that music. Like it's not, it's no difference between you, y'all, those kind of producers. Like certain producers in is in, is in this, you know, they in this box for me. Like, no, I do all that. Yeah, I know, cause you, de- you know, and this came from that. Came from that sampling, taking yeah. little pieces, DJing, yeah, scratching, putting all the elements. Using an SP twelve hundred, man. You know, you only had ten seconds in that thing, so you had to be creative. Right. Mm. Uh, right. You know what I'm saying? These samplers now, you can just endlessly sample. You endlessly just sample. Going. Yeah. You know, now they got you know Ableton it just locks you to the tempo. You don't even gotta know how to mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All you gotta do is just put the record in there and it'll lock to it. Yeah. Because people don't realize, even in old James Brown music and shit, like how the. It's not perfect. It's not yeah. lined up. Yeah. It's not like. Yeah, the funk is being slightly off. It's off. Yeah. It's off. It ain't meant to be. You know what I'm saying? It's, well, it's one of them drum perfect. patterns that everybody try to replicate right now and can't do it. I don't know. Is it can I get the drum, get a drum or something? It's two. Funky it's drum. two like two beats on one. But this motherfucker beat this drum and made the beat. Like, that's some cold shit. So, like, working with um, working with Face, did you always go to Houston? Pretty much, or L.A. Or L.A.? Yeah. I mean, he's been out here a few times, but it's hard to get him to stay put out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wants to be in a warm climate and comfortable. Yeah. I get it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I figured, shit, you know what? I can do anything. I ain't tripping. I'll go wherever. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I, I remember I shot to New York to fuck with Benzino. It was like, whatever. Right. Just throw me in the studio. Right. You ever touch bases with it, like the LA boy, Dr. Dre, and the Snoops, and the. Man, I, me and Snoop kicked it before and chilled and all that, but I just never got to tune that way. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've been in the studio with Ice T. Mm-hmm. I heard the first time I heard uh, California Love mm-hmm. was at Ice Tea Spot in LA. That is nice ass house, there, man. Yeah. Uh, um, opened up or something. You don't remember Ice Tea House, man? Hell of a house. I think I remember that. So, but you know, like you know, I, I was out there after a uh, record release party for Dog and the Wax and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Six in the morning. Yeah. yeah. It was at the roller skating rink. So Damn, what shit. year was that? 86? It was like 80. Oh, it might have been 86. Okay. There, but I went to LA to see my brother, and he had a partner named Chiba. Okay. And Chiba took me over to the roller skating rink. You know, I met Ice T. I think Ice T gave me a copy of the shit. You know, when it was a promo, it was on that yellow label. I remember that and shit. It, yeah. yeah. Wow. 
Right. Oh, you had a good one that you yeah, think. I, mean, I got great kids, so I got great kids. I love that relationship. You feel me? Yeah. I got that. I got that gift. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Okay. I didn't get the girl out of it, but I got the gift of the kids. Got the gift of the kids. That's always a gift. All right. So let's 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 slip up into a little bit of this Mac Drake, man. What songs did you produce? What what songs did you produce for the did, legendary Mac Dre? The first song I produced was excuse me. Uh, the first song I produced with Mac Dre was uh, Fire. Fire. Yeah, I want to say he got home in ninety seven or ninety eight, ninety nine, somewhere in there. Is this on the rompilation else? This he I know it's on the album called Rapper Grown Back. Rapper Gone Bad. I love Rapper Gone Bad. I love that. Right, Mac so Dre was a hip-hop motherfucker, too, for people that don't know. When I met him, Rapper you know, I had five on it was still banging. Whatever <coughs> it was, five on it was still hot. He came home. That remix extended it, too. He was looking for me when he came home. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's big. So, <laughs> he was looking for yeah, you. Yeah, he was looking for yeah. So, we did Fire. Okay. And we did a song called I've Been Down. Okay. And that was on that same thing, same album. That was on the same album. Those two songs ended up on that album. Okay. Uh, now, later on, I did a few more. But those are the ones back then. Now, a few years later, like around 2000, right before his death, mm -hmm. I uh, hooked up with him and he did It's Not My Job. You Genie produce It's Not My Job? Yeah. That's the Genie of the Lamp. Okay. And... Two hits and pass. It's not my job. You were part of so much legendary shit, blood, because yeah, it's not my job is how niggas talk to bitches now. Like when a bitch say something, that's the first thing a young nigga say. He don't even know that's not my job. <laughs> yeah, because it's just like some hood lingo. It created something, you know what I'm saying, in the hood that's legendary. Like we got to all hope to be a part of some shit like that one day. The motherfuckers that you impacted. It's niggas in prison right now. It's niggas in prison right now for the rest of their life that all they got is those songs. Even if they don't got a Walkman. Motherfucker got that shit in their head. That's all they got. It's a nigga right now beating on the on the door. And, 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 and you know what I'm saying? A nigga that a nigga that then got took to solitary. Metal hey, playing the baseline with his mouth. Man, Go trying to keep his motherfucking man. mind alive. And, you know what I'm saying? Trying to keep going. writing all the lyrics out to the song. So, 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 Mac Dre, was he was he easy to work with? Did you like working man, with the Mac? I think he was my favorite to work with out here. Really? Mm -hmm. Out of all the motherfuckers, Mac Dre. Because he came in about his business, cashed me out, took his beats, and knocked his shit out. In and, and out, knocked his shit out. It was the times when he recorded with me, he just came in and knocked it out. You know what mm. I'm saying? But he always had his business proper with me. You know what right. I mean? and, and a lot of people don't do that kind of right. business. You know what I mean? And, yeah. yeah. So, Let's, I, I appreciate him for that. Yeah, Rest in peace that. to Mac Drake, man. You know what I'm saying? We love that man out here, man. He's a, he's a legend. I know, I know when you see him staying lit with Drake and all these dudes, I know you'd be like, damn, that's crazy. 
how we really impact the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's stay in Vallejo though for a second. And Mac Maw. Mac Maw serving game occupation. Mm. I used the loading scratch for that. Mm. Right, serving games, my occupation. All I got is a couple of bucks. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, this You see how you see how a nigga create a piece of art and it and it trans it, it just bleed over into your other art. So yeah. so so he picked that beat and he heard it already or you made it from scratch for him? That was in I think I made that beat. It had to be in about ninety four maybe. Okay. Ninety four because I had so I remember I changed my studio. Okay. Mm. That was a lot. I remember it was around the same time we oh. the uh, Sunshine oh. and the O video. All that shit went down around the same time. Hey, so, yeah, Mac Maul, uh, he got that oh. beat and then I recorded it at, I think, at Mike Daniels again. Okay. In his studios. And that's where he recorded it. Okay. He tracked it out over there. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, he picked it. He liked it. You know what I'm saying? Got that groove going. Yeah. It. So, um, we still in Vallejo. E40. E40. So, E40 contacted me about working with his sister first. Sugar, sugar T. Sugar, sugar. And I ended up doing a beat called Recognize for Her. Okay. And it's another beat. I forgot what it's called. I did a couple songs on her first album. Okay. That might be. Is that on a major label too? That's on Job. Job, yeah. <clears throat> so he called me for that, and at that time, I remember the whole conversation me and him had was, you know, he he asked me what was going on, and you know, the Looney song came up as a subject, and I said, you know what, Forty Man, I think I really got one with the Looney. That's when I was really feeling pretty confident about the song. Even it was before. Ninety-five before it was actually released. Okay. And I said, I think it's gonna be a smash. You know what I'm saying? And he like to the to this day, he'll tell you. Yeah, Tom told me. Yeah. Mm, you know, he told me he had one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He just ended up being that one. Uh. So, forty uh eventually hollered at me about doing some beats for him. Okay. Know, I did the stuff for Sugar T. Mm. I want to say maybe even Sally Cell might have been first. Okay. And then I worked with him. And you did this going down tonight and what he for your going ass? Going down tonight and then I did another song with him to keep the sneak. Okay. Called Can I Kick It? Can I Kick It? And 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 the songs you did for E40 is uh if it's Ring, Ring It with Kick. Yeah, kick and Harm. And Harm. Oh, Harm again right? singing. Yeah. Mmm. Harm was harm was getting with it. Now let's talk about that. This is before Drake, before XXX, before kids. Because because the kids need to understand how hard it is for a rapper to sing back then. That wasn't an easy thing to do. Harm's little skill was yeah. He was the singing rapper. Mm. He was one of the first ones to be doing that shit. Mm. They don't know that. They don't yeah. know, man. The people don't well, the know that. Well, the beat wasn't man. really 
rapping. Navidi never rapped. He was singing. Yeah. Navidi never rapped. He rapped and sang. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He hit the gas. He hit the gas. Yeah. He sang on. And hit the gas. I thought that nigga was going to be like a fourth. He was going to be four times crazy. Because that's how he just merged with them niggas so good. He was raw. He was a good artist. Um. And anything else you produced for 40? Oh, man. Uh, give it, do it to me. Do it to me. Now, it, uh, Ring it. with Buster Rhymes. With Buster Rhymes. Now, these songs is kind of like what we talked about earlier when you said that tempo, right? Yeah. yeah well, these are a little bit more up tempo, yeah. They was challenging. They're not, they're not the tempo I'm talking about. But they up tempo. They're up tempo. Right. They're right. Like more like, you know, 108, 109, 110. That's high though. These niggas yeah, is at the like shit I'm talking about is the one twenty. Woo! You know what I mean? And that shit that, that shit. planet rock and all that type of shit, man. I'm, you know, you gotta shit. bring it back. That's oh, Cause that'll go that good with the way that niggas man, that Egyptian lover. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, that's hard. That's hard. That shit. Damn. Um, I don't know what else y'all got to talk about, but I have to talk about this because this is major, right? Now, I got five on it. We just talked about it earlier. It's going to live forever. It's going to be here forever. It ain't going nowhere, right? For sure. And what Jordan Peele just did to it, right? When he didn't turn this shit into a theme for a scary movie. This is the trailer opening up. This commercial yeah. coming on during Super that's Bowl, dope right? That's the way they did that too, man. Because that was that's I don't know who up. I heard do an interview about it, but somebody said I always thought the song was creepy. But I always thought it was eerie too. Like not scary, well, you know what? but just it, eerie. It's it's dark. It's dark. It's dark, but see the loonies brightened it up and like Marshall's voice brightened it. So it was like opposites meeting. Okay. Mm. They rapping about some silly ass shit about going to get some weed. Right. 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 And then you got Mike Marshall bringing it up. You know, he's got that voice that lifts it up. And his right. voice is, is on, on that song is a little sinister too, if you think about it. But the thing about it though is like, if you. I'm going to tell you what gives it the sinisterness, right? Do, 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 do. That is it. Right, but it's yeah. also that I got an effect on the bells that makes the bell sound like they cry. They mm. wobble. They go. Mm. So they kind of, it's eerie. It's like Somebody, um, I don't know, I just Googled something one day and then I seen, I didn't, I usually play shit like this on YouTube, but they got motherfuckers remaking it, breaking yeah, it down. You saw it? Yeah. The beat. Yeah, I, got, I got all the real sounds though myself. Yeah. So, you ever uh, thought about selling the kits like how they be doing? Uh, you don't I mean, want nobody to have your shit. I'm not tripping. Oh, yeah. We do it. Yeah. I just get paid when you, you know. Right. I mean, if they use the sounds, that's one thing. Like, if they want just like the audio to it, like the stems and stuff, that's, I mean, it's just that song. Right. Like, why would I want to hide that? Like, I right. want somebody to use it again. Right. Yeah. I am, I'm not tripping. So when Jordan mm -hmm. Peele didn't start fucking with this music, you know, whoever his music producers is, who do they reach out to with the music? Well, here's the thing. You got to realize the song is published. It's published through um, Sony PMI. 
Well, it's just Sony now, I guess. But uh, it's published through Sony, so you can deal with that, the publishing side of it through Sony. And then if you need to deal with the master because you want to use the master, then Universal's got the day on the master. Mm. Oh, okay. So Universal is making this movie, so it wasn't it was a no-brainer. Now I seen I seen I seen Yuck yeah, talk about it, and Yuck said these niggas wanted all their money <laughs> for the sample. They wanted a lot because you know that's the sample game. When you send your shit out, they can say yay, nay, or they can just charge you up the ass, and you can have a smash hit. See, and nowadays it would almost work to give them the motherfucking song back just to promote yourself. Yeah. And what you're going to get off the bag off shows and Super Bowls and, right. you know what I'm saying? That's these days, you know what I'm saying? But back then, it's kind of like, God damn, y'all want all this money? Yeah. Some motherfuckers get sampled like, I want 75% of the song. Like that's not even going to be the single. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You're going to put all that money into it. I can see if it's the single, then right. it's kind of like a good investment. Yeah. yeah. But if it's not the single, it's you're just doing it for an album cut. Right. And this song has been put on. Hella placements, hella albums, hella greatest hits, hella 90s music albums, and hella remakes to it. And then you got the Puffy song, which he put the Loonies on the remix. And that just like, was that like a just, was that like 98? That was around the J-Lo days. 99? 2000. Did that just... No, actually it came out in 99. Okay. Was that just like a resurgence and you was like, just damn... Damn, this shit going still. Well, was well you just said time. that. You that said was the that. the first time anybody had redid it like that. Okay. The song came out in okay. 95 and Puffy redid it in 99. 99. So he waited four years. Okay. And you it's gotta crazy, think, though. You got to think. The original came out in 95. And 95. And maybe the next year the remix came out, let's just say 96. Yeah. Now when so they when he did the remix with royalties so, coming back you know, down again all yeah, over again, what's yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. is the that that song really like when stopped. when it, they when it really first stopped. came out. And so you what see about the Looney? I seen them. I remember the Looney's on. Uh, with this remergence of the song, yeah, that's going to increase. They boo you off the stage. Increase again. Oh yeah. Apollo. Universal said since Universal putting it out and all that. Right. It pretty much ain't trickling it down past now. Yeah, it's going to do real good because you got to think they use the master, so they have to pay a master fee. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, that's going to go to our royalties. Mm -hmm. Our royalties mm -hmm. right there will get paid. And then, um, you know, of course, the publishing is going to be incredible off of it because of how much it's going to be. And then we just had the Bobby Brown. The bo oh, when he fell out in the kitchen. Yeah. So they played that for a minute. Y'all all seen that Bobby hit that. He was in there cooking that coke. Yeah. And, and the loon, I don't know why that they had the errors fucked up. I don't know why they was playing that. But shout out to them for playing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you didn't know well, it was. That was 99 though. Cause it was, oh, yeah. Okay. On the movie, it was 1999. So that song was still kind of. So dude, it fucks you up when every time something come out and it just be like. Because you don't know it's coming, right? So you just sitting there watching the movie and then it just. I got you like Whoa. yeah. I didn't know the Bobby Brown thing was gonna happen. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, and it just popped up. Does, does it, it, even, oh, it would just tickle me if it was me. I don't know why. <laughs> I just I was be glad though. I saw how long because you know you the more you get paid more. Money, how long so they play it, right? So I was like ninety 
seconds. Ooh. Is that right? Yeah, so we got some, that's a check coming. Because uh, what you call I keep forgetting his brother's name. Michael, Ma- how do you say his name? The singer. Oh. Michael. Mike Marshall. Mike Marshall. I was reading an article on him. He said he was watching the Super Bowl like everybody else when the commercial came out. Yeah. Oh, so, with the, uh, with the movie. Yeah. The movie. He like, they using my voice one. He like, oh, damn, yeah. they're like, I'm dead. Like, damn, I ain't get hit. I ain't got <laughs> like, yeah. The thing with so that is that he, he sang the song. He was a singer. He was a work for hire. And, you know, in the end, I'm going to tell you guys, what ended up happening was I knew that Mike got slighted on that song. Mm. So Mike did a song back in the day with Time Made Social Club called Thinking About. Mm-hmm. Which ended up really being why you treat me so bad. Oh, yeah. So, you know, yeah. I it was like, you know, I slid him some songwriting on that song. You know, I just had him. So, run it down to me because let's not. Let's I, not gave him, I gave him a piece of the songwriting. Not, no, no publishing. Okay. Because I already was in a publishing deal, so I couldn't just go around. And just giving publishing away, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so I, I gave him songwriting. But so let, let, have a piece of let let's 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 not go past that real fast. Let's let's slow that down again. So now, he sung in Time Makes Social Club, or for how did yeah, that work? He wasn't doing a lot of the writing in Time Makes Social Club. So what I'm saying is, why you treat me so bad was a was uh, the original record was what again? Was thinking about you. Thinking about you, which was a Time Makes Social Club song, and it came out as Time Makes Social Club. Came out as Tomic Social Club, but then later, Why You Treat Me So Bad came out too. As just like as what Tomic Social Club no. again? As what Club Nouveau? Club Nouveau. Club Nouveau. Okay. Because I was, Mike com- was still in Club Nouveau. No, no. This is really. I mean, I'm gonna tell you what I know that happened is that Mike was doing business with Jay King, and somehow things didn't work out the way they were supposed to work out. And Mike went his way Mm -hmm. to a different person, I think, to a label called Dania. Okay. I think maybe Walnut Creek or something like that. Mm -hmm. Mike went that way after he did the Rumors record. Jay King put the Rumors record out on his label. Okay. He blew up. Mike, Mike, again. Mike got interest from Dania, and he decided to go with Dania. Okay. Take the Timex Social Club. To Daniel. Mm-hmm. So Jay King, you know, Jay King wouldn't go stand still. He said, I'm going to come up with the new club, Club Nouveau. Right. The new club, because there was the time and social club. club. Right. So club. Oh, I didn't even trip that. What a jewel. Oh, fucked about. you up with that. Yeah, fucked me, because I didn't even mm, think that. I always wondered, I was like, why is these the same people? So I didn't really happen. Damn. So but when you, Club but, Nouveau came out then, and it didn't have nothing to do with so life. But since the think, sound was the same, so you they, think think they were working together on those songs. Mm-hmm. Right. So Club Nouveau had them songs too, mm-hmm. as well as Mike Marshall. Right. So the so, fans not knowing that Mike ain't got nothing to do with this now, right? Yeah, I mean, Mike has uh, got time make social club. That's what he. I remember did. both of them remember records. I remember the record. Mixed up world. He had another yeah. song off that. Yeah. You know, he yeah. had rumors, mixed up world, and uh, thinking about you. Those were the singles off that album. Right. So, uh, Jay King 
put that other group out. And if you listen to his song titles, the one's called Jealousy. That was a song that would have been rumors. Mm. Jealousy and rumors sound a lot alike. Just alike. Why you treat me so bad and thinking about you sound alike. You just got to listen to them. So... That's how that happened. So, so those are no just Jay's versions of those songs. Right. And right. You see jealousy, one's rumors, one's jealousy. Shout out to Mike Marshall, man. He coming, he coming on the show soon. And I want to really get him to break that down, man, because yeah, that is like down. history. And that's the thing where we start hey, with. But you know what? You should have Jay King too. Have Jay King too. Yep. Yeah. Him. You want to hear his side? I do want to hear his side. I, this is my first time learning about Jay King, so of course I want to have him. And Jay King did a lot of stuff. You know, you know what the thing be too with this shit is. We try to tell the stories. It's just like if we never heard the stories about ancient Egypt and being ancient Kemet and what it was and what they did to us, and you know, learning about our history. These. Like, I wouldn't talk to a new rapper about a rift they had with a new rapper. That shit could potentially get dangerous. That's why we know vultures, because we ain't into the culture vulture shit. And no disrespect to nobody, but we not Thizzler. We not none of these dudes. We not calling and asking why Mozzie got a problem with such and such. We, not, we don't give a fuck. We documenting legends, history. Not that he's not a legend, but he's, and he will facts. be a legend, but facts. We talk to him. We want to talk to him about his rise, not about no messy girl shit. We ain't doing that, you know what I'm saying? So, so that's why we created that platform. We've been through that with the Vibe magazines and the Kevin Powells, and that shit perpetuated violence against Mike, black men. I think Mike just dropped a new album too. You guys check it out. Yeah, yeah, we gonna do that, man. So, I want to uh, fast forward to to the newer people like Jacka, Filthy Rich, um, these guys that you work with in more recent times, like. How is that like transitioning over? Because it's like your music timeless. It's still the same music, but with little newer sonics. You know what? It's just like I'm just, I didn't have to change nothing up to work with them. Okay. You know, the stuff I did for Jackie was just, you know, he liked stuff that I was doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, Rob Lowe does some real interesting beats. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. He don't sound like everybody else's. Right. Um, and then Filthy, you know, I just happened to have this beat. I think it was a. Isaac Hayes beat I oh, really did. Okay. And it was him and G Jim Jones, I think, on it. Okay. Yeah. So, so it was Filthy and Jim Jones. Yeah. Okay. You know the name of that one? I'm not sure what it's called. Yeah, but that's on Not a Real Not Enough Real Niggas Left album. I remember I that. So. Yeah, because I when I heard the beat, I was like, damn, this sound sound familiar. And I looked it up, it was Tone Capone. Yeah, yeah. So um yeah, but shout out to them, man. Shout out to Filthy and, and rest in peace, Jacka, man. And it's good to see that this shit can... It's good to see that they even care. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what this shit need to be about because they don't know they're missing out on gems. Um, we talked about this with the mechanics. It gets so easy for motherfuckers to make beats. The technology has created to where I can say, fuck it, man. I can go sell dope collect cans, do some shit, cut some grass, mm. or give me a computer and start making some motherfucking beats and sell these motherfuckers right now. $25. I ain't got to respect the real producers. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got to respect the real producers. So it's microwave music. You know what I'm saying? But there are they, there are people that still care. You'll there was hear a it. lot more to it back then. A lot more to it. To do, we had to right. 
record that you know we was recording on tape back then so right more to it right right you know? even when that's first came out everything's right. just bounced to a computer you know yeah. you got a button you just press and it just records it for you for yourself you know you don't gotta like get the levels and nothing and make sure it's hitting the tape right and Seeing the levels hitting right, none of that stuff. You don't really like this new technology. You really. I mean, you know, I work with it. I mean, you know, I'm trying to make the best of it. You know what I mean? I'm using my my old ideas and mixing it with the new technology. You so you gotta be, you gotta be with the new way. Yeah, so if that's what you it is to record, you gotta figure out how to do it the best you can. Yeah. So in so in 2019, in 2019 is oh, I want to ask you about somebody else, Devin the dude. How is that? Because I love Devin, dude. I feel he's like, and I feel like he's a great lyricist. I feel like he hella he's funny. An old soul, old soul, uh, just like an old man, and just it's 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 he's an old man in a young man's body. And there's a and there's a pocket for him, like people like, and not even saying they rap styles are similar, and none of that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying for that like a rap that you like. I want to hear this. This is what I want to hear I'm right gonna tell now. You, man, when I first got up on Devin. It was in a group called Odd Squad. Odd Squad. I remember the Odd Squad. It was called uh, Fucking Up Your For Show Pussy. Trying to get some more pussy. pussy. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. And then, no, I didn't do it, but I was impressed when I heard yeah. it. I was like, yeah. man, that shit was banging. Yeah. Right, and then he had another song on the other side called Pussy Like Dope. Okay, okay. Like, oh, this nigga. Ooh, yeah, this, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's what got me on Devin. So just it, with the rap a lot shit, it was like Devin, uh, who else you work with? Zero? Zero, yeah. I did Zero and Maya. I'm tired. Mm. Um, I yeah, Maya stuff. was pretty I, ass. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> She's so beautiful. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, she, uh, she's a beautiful girl, man. I'll tell you that. Um. Who else did I work with? Of course, I worked with uh, Ghetto Boys. Ghetto Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, what songs? Really he does write his own stuff. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Every yeah. once in a while, Face might have a song written and then he, they might hear yeah. Let's do it like this. Yeah. 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 Now, have Face ever bust out his guitar in a session with you? All the time. All the time. And he'd get on some rock, rock shit too, right? For sure. Yeah. yeah. He can play. He can play. You know, he didn't have a couple of the dudes from Funkadelic and Parliament showing some licks. So, mm. You know, he's mm. no sucker. Right. He, know, he knows how to play. He's been around funky. Now, do you play? Funky motherfuckers. Because you I, get them I, cold bass lines. I'm, man, I'm more on the keyboards. But okay. I just understand... The way a bass player plays, so maybe when I'm playing, I can make it sound like a bass player. It sounds like you know how to play. Yeah. yeah. So, and what's I mean, your relationship with, like, Ann Banks? We cool. Y'all you know cool? Yeah. Is it, was it ever competition? Like, come yeah, to me and come to beat. Banks. No, I mean, shit, when we did Three Times Crazy, man, we got two beats from Banks. Okay. You know, when things like that. Yeah. Just, None of yeah, that, man. none of that. None yeah, of that. yeah. Man, that's what I said, man. I fuck with all producers. If they got some heat, and I get it, and I hear it, and I like it, and the group likes it, let's do it. So, can you name some of your other local favorite producers? Oh man, uh, like Dy's got a really nice producer right now. His name is uh, I think Poetic Beats. Okay. He got the crazy. 
crazy shit I've been hearing. Is D Wise from uh, the, bums. the Bums? Yeah, he got me yeah. crazy for Did you make Free My Mind? Nah, you know, no, no, no. Brothers Under Madness, for yeah, those that don't they, know. They had some dope shit back in the day. So he got a producer. His and producer right now is ridiculous. Okay. So I know he's going to be doing some shit big soon. Okay. I, I predict that. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to hook him up with Scarface myself. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I just want Face to have the best shit. Yeah, right, so, right. Know, it ain't about like, oh, it's got to be. Shit. Right, Most nah, that's what motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay, right who else? Uh, man, of course you know Mike Mosley and fucking uh, my boy uh, Sam Sam Boston. I, mean, I used to love their shit. I like their shit yeah. too. Yeah, they had yeah. some dope shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rick Rock's got some heat. Rick Rock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Zaytoven. Zaytoven, Zaytoven, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure there's mostly around here. Like you like the mechanics, the mechanics, the mechanics, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boy B Bumble. Okay, B Bumble. Uh, Sunny B and Mike D. Okay. You know, them boys oh, still got it. They man. still got yeah. it. Yeah. Mike yeah. D made a lot of shit. Man, he still got it, man. Like. You, you know, you can't tell it's me shit. They, they got it, they got it. Right. Like, they didn't have it. Right. You feel like me? Like riding a bike. Shanti, this shit is dope. Shanti. 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 Heat right now. Okay. That new album he got, I heard that new uh, Messy Marv shit he got. Yeah. Bang. Mm. Bang. That's Shanti on the, Messy Marv got some beats right now. Bang. So, so, um, so. Cosmo. In the, Cosmo. You know? I heard Cosmo. Yeah, the Cosmo. Cosmo guy, he, he does Burner. a lot of stuff with Burner. Yeah, you, you know, you work, you Wiz work. Khalifa and, and Wiz crew. Khalifa. Yeah. yeah, you work with any um, any of the high row crew? Of course. Okay. Um, with my boy uh, Festo D. Okay. That's my boy. You know. Yeah. I got a couple. I did a track on one of his solo albums. Okay. And then uh, I got a couple in the can with him too that I got. You know what I'm saying? And then Will Hand. Any um, any people we just don't know you work with in the town, like or around Frisco, like any conscious daughters, any conscious RBL, daughters. I work any conscious daughters. I work with 11.5. 11.5. I love eleven. Yeah. What song you did for eleven five? I forgot. You gotta look. Okay, I'll just making sure you ain't do Vegas and all that. None Maybe. of they make. You might have. Oh shit! We gotta. Yeah, yeah. we don't know. There's some cold ones. Okay. Okay. I forgot. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. How far your relationship go back with Lil D? I mean, you know, I think I remember seeing Lil D back in the day. You know, but I really just personally got to meet him since he's been home. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So where I could actually, you know. You know, talk to him. You know what yeah, I'm saying? is that like, right? You know, he's, he was busy, 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 busy back right, then. Right, you know, right, right, right. It's hard to ever talk to somebody like that. Right, you know I mean? right, right. Gone. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Did you so, find, did, like, I like to document history, and I'm glad he home once again. Like I said, you know, he going to come to no vultures. But uh, I like to document that shit because I feel like that shit is inspirational in the music. You know what I'm saying? You hear short music and you hear him shouting out Lil D. You hear uh, 
Black Dynasty. You hear them talking about Lil D. Did you work with Black Even Dynasty? They ain't talking about Lil D. It's like all the references is about the yeah, references yeah, about and, the, game, and, and the footprint. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Which yeah, he became the most. Got some references to Lil D. Yeah, music. it became it became. It became legendary and it became folklore at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, uh, he was a le- he's still a legend and he was a legend back then. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that motherfuckers is around to preserve it. Like I said, we starting in-house and working outward. You know what I'm saying? Because we like to, like this right now, having you here, this shit is amazing, man. I just want you to know that, you know, this ain't no, oh, let's just find who we can find. We ain't fucking with everybody. We like searching for people you know what i'm saying like because it's important you all these major labels you just named off that these dudes will sign the major labels around here our young rappers don't know that all they do is say man they don't fuck with us we know nah we was working and shit was working and we fucked with each other i think forte he had a deal too yeah forte did he was signed yeah he was signed he was signed um atlantic Atlantic, yeah. yeah. Forte was signed, and then you turn around and you hear somebody like Drake recite an entire verse, and the verse works. I'm talking about it works. My daughter, all the kids is reciting this shit word for word, and they don't know that's rapping Forte. That's what I was just gonna say. They don't have a clue. You know what I'm saying? So that's why we talking about no vultures, man. People can't just do the culture. Talk about the coach. I mean, not and not culture. talk about the coach. Just yeah, take the coach and run. run. Yeah, yeah. you gonna mean, see this shit I on. Said, I said that in one of my interviews. That was the main thing I told him. I said, "Man, know your history, know where it's coming from, so you can know where you go." Right. You know what I mean. You gotta right. at least know where Absolutely. it came from, That's so you can know kind of where to take it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And we in the Silicon Valley here. We in the heart of this shit. You know what I'm saying? We could be taking shit to a whole nother level. You know what I'm saying? And it's important for us to know that. So I, I got to ask you this before we wrap up. Where you see the future of this shit going? Not, you know, here and I'll beyond. I'll tell you what. Um, I see the Bay getting ready to get another shot at it. It's you coming. Yeah. yeah. And I see it's building up right now. We're going to get right back to that. I'm sorry. I got to cut you off. Empire. How do you feel about that? The whole situation over there, like. Well, I think it's good if if it works for the Bay too. Like it shouldn't just be like, don't come start it off the Bay and then go get some people from another area on it, and then all of a sudden now the Bay ain't got no spots. They in the back seat. Yeah, because you went and found some stuff that was selling more. You know, you got to make sure you keep putting the bay on, man, because that's where they all started. Mm. Even if you got to do extras. You started your whole shit off the bay. Right, 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 right. right. That's where you built your name to even get them artists. Right, right, right. To show those numbers. loving the bay and don't let the bay starve. The bay needs, we need some light right now because, you know, we have some dark things happen in California. I mean, yeah, one thing happened in Vegas, but it's all West Coast related, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And it's like we lost two of the biggest stars ever on this side of the of the, bank. Of the, of the, of the states. Of the West. You know right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like we don't want it to look like, man, you know, they don't know how to behave on the West. They don't know how to get money. You see, we don't want that out there in the world. Right. I've been to Texas. Texas has got a lot of camaraderie 
You know what I mean? Like, you know, this is the type of place where a man can take his girlfriend to a club. Right. Absolutely. Right. Right. And you ain't got to worry about somebody disrespecting your girl. And right. You with your girl. Like, you know? Right. Right. It's a place like you can take your girl to a club. Right. But out here, something going to go down if you take your girl to a club. Somebody is going to try to holler at your girl. All that shit. And it's going to be disrespectful. Yeah. It's like, it's just... The respect level out here needs to change. Like we absolutely. all need to look out for each other. Absolutely, know? absolutely. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. At all, it ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Niggas can respect each other, man. It's cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a, it's a big deal, man, because it's one of the reasons why everybody wants to be on the top. But it's like shit. You, what you do is you just get the door open, man, and then everybody can come through. I mean, we used to sneak in the movie theaters, man. It's just like that. Yeah. One nigga pay to get in, yeah. go open the back door for everybody, everybody else. else. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. Nah, man, That's a great analogy. That's a great analogy. You know what man. I'm saying? But niggas here. They like nigga. Once I'm in, nigga, I ain't worried about shit. So I gotta get yeah. big. I want to be the biggest nigga. You know what I'm saying? Might even fuck around and pay the radio not to play your shit. Right. For real. <laughs> For yeah, real. Saying no names. For real. You know. Whatever. So, so what's the future? Damn. What's the future for... for, <laughs> for <laughs> what's the future for the Bay Area? Damn. Hey, hold up. Hold up, bro. Let's just slide back just a little bit. You ain't got to say no names. Nothing like that. But you said that like you know some shit that like that shit ha actually happens. Niggas yeah, are paid to play radio. Don't play that nigga shit. Play wow. Whoever that is should and kill himself. That's a real positive. I think that the DJs, man, the shit I used to see go down back in the day. Oh, no, this shit suck the around DJs here. DJs used to get stomped out and whooped up. Absolutely. Yeah, that type of shit. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, for real. Absolutely. Yeah. And now these yeah. DJs, these days, they just, you know. They do what they, they want to do. Yep. Yep. You know, they doing all yep. these shows and little, um, Back rooms yep. on their laptops and shit, so yep. they ain't gotta be at the radio yeah. station no more. Yeah, right. yeah. That's what I told niggas a long time ago. If you want some action, man, you gotta put action in. Like you gotta make sure a motherfucker know you here. Yeah, you don't get to you don't get to just not do shit. But see, no DJ should be doing that. Like, don't stop others because somebody else is. You know what I mean? Nah. I remember a situation where. I had three songs that could have been on the radio, but it made me seeing what was going on. There was only a couple of slots, like it was really only two slots. So I had the Loonies, I had Scarface, I had three times. And three times kind of got bumped because the bigger acts were the Loonies and the Scarface. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So two slots. Moonies and, and Scarface got them slots. Wow. That was probably for Smile and some Moonie song. Moonie song, probably Player Haters or something. So, 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 uh, that's crazy. Man. So, where do you see this shit going, man? What, what, what's the future of this shit around here? Well, shit, the streaming, man, with the streaming and all, you know, it's just, it's endless. I mean, the things that can happen are, you know, limitless to me. Like, because now, you know, with social media, you know, you can get your own fan base cranked up. Yeah. Once you get your own fan base cranked up, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a wrap. It's, 
know, you don't do numbers. You right. Know what I'm saying? At least on the streams. Because you were just spanking them all over again with being on this movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, right now, some shit you created. Yeah. What would that be? 24 I years? Got, I got 24 years ago? About getting my, I got to go get my fitted for a tux and all that shit. That yeah. Might, you might get and say, and I gotta, Man, I, I gotta say this too. Since the um, people create the Wikipedia, let's get Tom Capone's Wikipedia up and start putting all that information Man, on it. Because you know, people he create too much. He got it's way too much. Too much. This shit should be accessible like that. Way too much, motherfucking. Hip you know what I'm saying? And all, right here. all you That's niggas from yeah. Kanye to whoever using Mike Dean. Just know that Tone Capone right here, man. man. Let's get this money, man. You know what I'm saying? Man. You feel me? Come get my man, man. You know what I'm saying? And not and it ain't nothing like that. It's just paying homage and getting better product out there. You know, Mike Mike gave me my homage though too. You know, he, he did an interview out there that's um, going around and uh, you know, he, he did pay homage to me. He said, you know, that working with me kind of changed the Yeah. Life. Yeah, but not Mike. I'm sure he give you your credit. I'm talking about these motherfuckers the that they giving these budgets to. That's yeah, going to hire motherfuckers. Mike, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Just understand where this shit. A lot of this shit come from. Also, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Likes of the Kanyes and the, the, the you know what I mean, the Drakes and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. They need to come holler at you, man. You got um, you got anything before we wrap up? Nah, man. You know, I just enjoyed having him here. Having, you know what I mean, a legend in this motherfucker. Man, most you know definitely, I mean? man. And we definitely giving out flowers while you can smell them. You know what I'm saying? Man. Flowers while you can smell them. Drinks while you can drink it. Yeah. <laughs> smoke while you can smoke it. Smoke yeah. while you can smoke it, man. You know what I mean? So you know, good. that's another thing about the song, though. I feel like, you know, one of the reasons why the success of it is building is because, you know, these, like, Right. Like a weed anthem. A anthem it's like, most like, it's like you got that uh put your heart your hand over your heart national anthem and, type and thing. These days you do gotta put five on it if you go yeah. into the clubs right, shit, right, right. Right, right. right. You now you gotta put your weed to your lips, yeah. man. We we finna take a puff. You know what I mean? For I got five on why I got five on this plant. Yeah, yeah. You need to be hitting something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Blowing up, you definitely. That's like the weed national man. anthem, man. Yeah, you going You got anything, Corey? Nah, just come back to see us, man. We know we can't wrap up the whole life tonight. Nah, man. man we ain't even we get. I don't even think we made nah, it out of '96. Nah. Yeah, we ain't top <laughs> with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we bounced up and down, but. You know what I mean? We didn't really yeah. get in depth in nothing. You, talk you know what I mean? Bring some of them legends with you, man. For I don't sure, know where Mike Dean's sure. at and the, the Jays and the... Houston. Yeah. We're going to get him, man. We got to get everybody. We, cause, we, 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 we yeah. could do a phone interview. We got, we got everybody. Everybody come through this motherfucker, man. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Let's make it we got to link this shit up, man, because one thing we got to do is we got to keep the culture alive. You know what I'm saying? Sure. If nothing else, we got to make sure everybody know where this shit came from. And before we know where it's going, you got to know your past. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And like the shit that you made is so legendary, man. Like, I just like to know what's on, what was on the nigga mind when he was doing it. Exactly. What was you smoking? What you ate? You ate some fries, nigga? What? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, 
Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, that's the end of this shit. We gonna wrap up. Nobody got nothing. You got something else? You want to shout anybody out? Shout out, shout out Capital Tax shout and shout out Nick, man. Man, my nigga wins. Shout out, but you know, I, I started with, you know, my boy Scarface, my boy Triple J, my nephews, all my nephews. I got a lot of nephews. Yeah, know? yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fab, what's up? Uh, man, whew, boy, unique. What's happening? You know? Uh-huh. X-rated, man. X-rated. What's happening? What's happening? You know, it's a lot of cats out here. I fuck with Cosmo. It is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You say your son producing too, huh? My young son, man. Yeah. Shout out, Nino. 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 Shout out, young Nino, Nino, man. Nino, man. Nino. Yeah. My daughter, shit. Yeah. Oh, shout man. out, man. Yeah. We love the kids, man. Yeah. We know what I'm saying. Oh. Them, the, them, the, them, the ones that's gonna take us forward, man. My family. Yeah. Go so sure. see that Us movie, The Loonies, for sure. Go check man. out Us. Go right. see that movie, man. Y'all in suspense, yeah. man. You, know you hear this shit? Man. You know what I'm saying? saying black. You know all them niggas, man. For sure. Beat all my B-Town niggas, Bobby Pope, man. Yeah, baby. For sure, man. For sure, man. And um, that's no vultures. That's the end of the wrap-up, man. We're going to get this legend back in here, man. And we're going to have different segments. we just creating content, keeping the culture lit. Like I said, man, documenting the culture, making sure this shit live forever. Because we know now, after seeing your work, come back alive. Man. After a fucking quarter of a century, after a quarter of a century, this shit just revitalizing brand new. So we're going to keep documenting the culture like that, man. And we out this bitch. Yeah. One. Yeah, all good. Oh, shoot out to uh, Instagram. Oh, bro. yeah. Before we leave oh, this, my motherfucker. Instagram is tone underscore five on it. Capone. Whoa. All right. I'm Corn the Barber. Instagram. Hit me up, baby. Man, I'm Clee, man. You know, I'm Clee from the streets. My Instagram hack underscore universe. You know what I mean? And I'm Clee Waters on Facebook. And I'm Clee in the streets. And I'm Lord Rab on every platform and everything, man. And we out this bitch. One.